cops. You know them, you love them, maybe you want to defund them. Either way, today, you want them in your elementary school, as we will be discussing Kindergarten Cop on 10 Years of Arnold, a conversation podcast discussing the films of Arnold Schwarzenegger from Conan the Barbarian to Terminator 2. I am joined, as always, by Dustin Depre. Dustin, how are you? Doing fantastic. And once again, joining us as our comedy movie specialist, David Lindsay. Dave, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks again for having me be a part of this. We're so glad that you're here, always joining us for our comedy episodes. Uh, Dave, since in honor of joining us for our for our comedy episodes, can you tell us a joke? Oh, man, you put me on the spot. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Hold on. I got one. Great. Give me like two seconds. You're good. <laughs> I, I will get you a joke here. And it's going to be a good one. Bruce Lee was fast. His brother suddenly was faster. Oh, okay. That took me a hot second. I got <laughs> <laughs> we'll slow on the draw. Just have my boots shot. You know. That's why we have him here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> totally worth the wait. Yes. <laughs> Our comedy Sherpa. That was what it was after twins. We had such an awesome time recording twins and and we did a very long uh four hours of total recall recording and we were like, Man, we need we need Dave to steer this ship when it comes yes. for, to comedy. So we we had to have him back. Here well, we are. It. I don't think this episode will be four hours. So no, I no. I hope it not. It can't. It can't. We have to commit that. It can't be four hours. <laughs> Three hours and forty five minutes. All right, yeah, here we go. Uh, so kindergarten cop guys, we got to watch it. I was really looking forward to this. I was looking forward to moving into this out of Total Recall, and uh, I have seen this once as a child, uh, and so I did not remember much of it. Tell us, Dave. You go first. Tell me your background with Kindergarten Cop. Um, I think about the same. You know, and it's funny because, you know, I I mentioned this during the twins episode, I think in regards to like the, you know, the the plot, the story of uh, twins being real kind of, you know, there were definitely some plot holes and just not like a really cohesive story, like really just kind of loose, like these little things are just to get us from point A to point B. And I was like, yeah, but I think kindergarten cop. A lot a more of a fluid storyline <laughs> from what I remember, but I, I'm in the same boat. I hadn't seen it since since I was probably a child. So how do you think that just give me a, like a quick opinion here? How did the, the through line story hold up for you? I thought it was it was much better in this one. I thought okay. the storyline yeah. held up like was was much more cohesive, stronger than, than the twins. I also didn't realize that this was also <laughs> Ivan Reitman, yeah, that, mm-hmm. uh, that did this one. So I was like, okay, so we're in like the same territory, like mm-hmm. uh, another Ivan Reitman, mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bold enough to suggest that Arnold and Ivan back to back bangers. Uh, back to back bangers, but <laughs> as it turns out, not back to back to back bangers. No, because the next one will be Junior. Yeah, so Junior does they, not fall within our ten year cutoff. They so should have. They should have quit while they were ahead. I think, but we're good there. Uh, either way, Dustin, you next. Tell us. Tell me what your background is on Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, when we had made the Predator episode, we had we both kind of told an anecdote that the, they was like a TBS movie or a TNT movie. And what we meant by that was when we had first watched it, it was like a, or, or watched it in adulthood. It was this like kind of realization of, oh, I, I think I've only ever seen this movie on cable when it was edited for TV. Um, and that was the same here, but for a different reason. There's sort of this thing that I don't, I don't think 
really happens much anymore or, or sell and not, or, or happens less frequently for sure. And I can't imagine, especially for younger people, but I mean, you remember when we were growing up, like if you had TV, nothing was really on demand. So you just found yourself flipping through the channels until you found something that was watchable or whatever. And so a lot of times you caught stuff after it had started or it was in the beginning or excuse me, it was in the middle or something like that. So I feel like my sister and I had watched this plenty of times, but it was always, we caught it when it was like already happening. So all the like school kindergarten stuff. You remember that. I remembered and even Mm -hmm. up through the ending, but what I didn't remember was this first 15 minutes, mm-hmm. which was a, was wild, which was a, which was a fun, uh, fun time, fun, which took was me, fun to go back to. I took mean, me 15 minutes of watching this and being like, Hmm, where are we going here? <laughs> <laughs> is this, this going to be funnier or what? <laughs> I found it totally amusing, but there are a lot of, there's a lot in that first 15 minutes that, uh, I, I'm excited to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, we mm-hmm. open, to uh, a, a scene, we get the text crawls of the title in crayon looking stuff scrolling over the screen. And we're in a mall, people all around. And we see a Terminator-esque looking Arnold with sunglasses on and what appears to be the um, jacket that Kyle Reese wore in the first Terminator <laughs> movie. This is literally my first note is how are we feeling about Arnold's look here? Dude, <laughs> I, I have to say, I think this is the most badass that Arnold looks Ooh. in any movie. He looks Ooh. pretty badass. He looks pretty good, but, but we haven't had the Terminator 2 yet. So well, relax. Uh, I, I would put his look <laughs> I would put his look in this at the beginning of this movie <laughs> over T2. He's or got over good Predator. Yeah, he's got this like scruff going on. His hair's like slightly disheveled. Yeah, it's like wild. He's, he's like uh, round sunglasses on mm-hmm. that are, <laughs> even though they're like prescription like clip-ons. Like. <laughs> and a long uh, jacket. Yes. Yeah, he's got the long trench coat. My t- my partner took exception with the facial hair. She oh, was like, come she on. was like, what is this beard? What what is this? Oh, it's mean, the best hey. look for Arnold. <laughs> I'm I'm with the beard on this part. Uh, sure. I'm with the. I'm generally very pro beer. I I think Dutch's Dutch's beard yeah. and scruff is still number one. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, and he's so he's standing at a balcony, looking down at Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get Val Kilmer. I just my first thought was like, what is this dude's hair? <laughs> His hair is so bad. What is this hair? How could it? It's never been a style. This hair. That like 80s and 90s. No, I feel like it's like the in the in 80s and 90s movies. It was like, you know, if you got a bad guy, he's got a ponytail. But that's this just is like <laughs> the ponytail is wrapped like down his back. It's not like t- toward the top of his head or anything. Oh, it's he's, just rock, he's rocking the low pony, man. Low pony. Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely got Val Kilmer. But like. I don't know, like squintier. He's like always squinting his eyes and has this expression on his face. We'll get to that later. Uh, But yeah, so he's looking down on this guy. He looks really cool. Uh, He doesn't have the Nike vandals. That was the one thing. Mm. The one thing from Kyle Reese's outfit that did not he did not have. It would have bumped him up, I think, a little bit if he would have had the vandals. 100%. And he's watching this guy. This guy's walking away. He kind of follows along. 
and then we shoot to uh wait can i can i interject for one thing because yeah. i thought it was weird he's watching him right and the guy's like hanging out and he's like you know it's a mall it's like very like total 90s mall and he's like standing by the fountain and he like dig it through his pocket and then he throws some change into the fountain yes i, I was watching this i did see part. that <laughs> i was watching this beginning part with my wife i was like why is he throwing change why is this grown <laughs> man throwing change into the fountain like oh yeah you know reach my, i got the rid of the yeah get that out of here he (laughs) is so such a strange bird this villain oh man he i'm this whole time i'm thinking why a mall i guess the idea is to like blend in but Uh, it's not where that's not where to me a uh powerful dangerous gangster is meeting his contacts i'm not (laughs) i'm not prepared to dive into the villain's talk just yet but I'm about to in like two minutes um, <laughs> because it just kind of spirals into bizarreness from here. But I definitely saw the coin flip and I was <laughs> I didn't like say anything. I just kind of like shook my head a little bit and like <laughs> was it like, was what? just such a weird like little mannerism to throw in there. <laughs> Why is he doing that? <laughs> uh, and then uh, so then you kind of flash to uh appear to be these two drug addicts who are very skittish and shaky talking to each other. And the guy's trying to meet somebody here. You assume it's the guy that Arnold's watching uh, and his girlfriend or friend or whatever. She's like, you got to try to get like a thousand dollars from him, man. Come on. And he's like, you're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be here. Her quick hide. Get out of the way. You're going to blow this for us. Any thoughts about this little interaction? I feel like extorting a gangster is never a good idea. <laughs> When has that ever worked out? Like, unless you're another gangster or someone of equal power and stature. I, I think he kind of gets that, and but she's putting the pressure on him, so he feels like he's got to, like, try, you know? He does kind of mention, like, chill out, I'll, I'll get what I can, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he immediately backs down after going for it. The, yeah, because, uh, all right, so this guy, his name is Crisp, Mr. Crisp, Cullen Crisp. Crisp shows up to this finally is, That ask, is the most ridiculous thing. Um, Absurd name. The most ridiculous thing. Colin Crisp. 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 And the whole time they're Crisp. How do you land on Crisp? Yeah, that's a bad villain name. You can't go with Crisp. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Crisp. They say Crisp. The guy says Mr. Crisp. Repeatedly. Give him, say Smith or Jones or anything. Anything Any real name would be fine. But Crisp. How could you ever be intimidated by Chris? Yeah, I think they were going for the alliteration. However, yeah, you can find something better than crisp. Call it crisp. Call it crisp. Anyway, sorry. That was the first. Yeah, so Cohen comes in and he, you know, um, you know, he's talking to this guy. His name's Danny. And he's like, hey, you told me you got information about my family. And he's like, yeah, I do. But it's, uh, you know. It's going to cost you. He's like, again, not wise. Yeah, no. But he's like, he's like, Danny, why don't you tell me what you got? And, you know, I'll take good care of you. I'll give you what I give me what you got. And I'll, I'll do what I can. You know, yeah, take good like, care it's of gonna, you. It's going to have to be a thousand bucks. And he's, and he's like, like, you know, seven, seven fifty would be fine. He's like, I'm a reasonable man. I don't, you know, seven thousand. I could, you know, that's not like my final offer. That's I can, not my I final offer, take, obviously. I could take seven fifty. But, you know, so he says, um. You know, I was doing an out-of-state delivery, and I saw your wife and your son. Did you hear who he was doing the out-of-state delivery for? 
No, I thought he just said he said I he said I was doing a delivery for Corky. Man, all these C names, all these C names for Someone criminals. Someone needs to come to this gang and be like, let's give each everybody code names. We gotta get rid of these names. <laughs> no more Corky. We're calling you like knife or something. <laughs> we're all changing. We're all changing the names here. But I, what I liked how he described that she was in a nice place because he goes, I saw her taking her. I saw her taking the kid into school. It's a real nice place. It snows there in winter. It snows in that winter. Sort of stuff. Yeah. That's his like descriptor that it's a nice place and it snows in winter, uh, which turns out to be Astoria, Oregon. And then Danny gets smoked. You know, he's like, all right, cool. Thanks for the intel, Danny. You tried to extort me for money. So Chris just blows him away. He blows him away. And then he runs to the nearest trash compactor and dumps his gun in it. <laughs> it's like two feet away. Arnold shows up. So the the other woman who was with Danny. She starts screaming. She's freaking out. He comes up and he's like, where's Chris? Did you see this? What happens? And he proceeds to handcuff her to a dead body. That's a. Dude, damn. Like- damn. I watch it. I was like, did he just handcuff her to a corpse? There's like, like a there's thousand. No way. That's like okay. <laughs> Actually, if in the IMD IMDb trivia it says it's like this is illegal in all fifty states. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I gotta. I need you to be here whenever I come back. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it play. I guess played for comedic effect. But yeah, there's like a million other places you could you could be. Um, but Chris then goes to his mother. His mother, this older woman who's getting her hair done at some sort of salon. She sucks. She's the worst. She's so awful. <laughs> She's real bad. Yeah. Um, we've talked several times in this show about like being nice to service workers and other people who are providing you with goods and services. And she's just being terrible to this um, salon worker. <laughs> I, I had to know, like, clearly she's aware of all crisps nefarious deeds may yes. even be accomplice to them like you get that oh, idea totally. like right, right off the right bat, off like, that, oh, yeah. she's she's you know she is just as bad as he is so. this scene with the mother i think is just really weird uh it gives me like goonies vibes with the like goonies like <laughs> villain mom you know <laughs> yeah uh and i'm like i think this movie struggles with how it wants these villains to be portrayed not unlike they did same way with twins where it's like do we want these to be like kooky villains like in the Goonies or do we want them to be like murderers and scary? Uh, and they don't really land either one. Uh, like he just committed a murder uh, and then she's in there like this, like Goonies villain. I don't know. I got, I was getting some Norman Bates vibes from. Yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, I had some strong like Oedipal meets Munchausen because mm. They have a weird dynamic. And then like later on, like turns out that, you know, he was always being like force fed medicine and stuff because she was like so paranoid right. about keeping uh, healthy yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. You so can tell, su- yeah. super bizarre. Yes. Yes. They give you more of that I- info later of the way that she raised him in this like super protective and like obsessive way. And that, you know, it all it'll come back around in, in a bit. But yeah, I was just like, Ugh. you instantly like skeeved out from it. Yeah. And then Arnold comes in to arrest him. And here's my question. Mm-hmm. What was Arnold doing following him? Was he following him with zero plan except, hey, 
Hopefully he murders someone and then I can arrest him. <laughs> I think that's the idea. I think what he was, was he like, doing? well, he talks about he's been following him for years and he later on says like, I got him red handed this time. So I think he was just following him all the time to just like 24 seven with the intent that the next time he commits some sort of crime, I'm going to be there to to snatch him up. Right I feel the, like Chris yeah, would have had to have been like. There he is, the guy that's always following me on the balcony behind me right now. This giant that is always following me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, was he going to like, he wasn't like rushing to arrest him. He was following him to watch him. But what was he looking for? And it just so happened to be in this moment, he committed a murder. And then Arnold's like, yes, I got him. I got him, I got him murder. I'm going to go arrest him now. <laughs> I mean, he's off the he's off the rails on this one. I feel like there's a um, there's like this this whole backstory that I don't think they ever really like expand upon, which it's like, you know, and and I think that's part of like his look and why he's kind of got this like disheveled look to him. This is all he's been focused on. Right. It's yeah. like catching this guy and and it's kind of like taking over his whole life. And in in some of the next scenes, they kind of like allude to that too. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think the idea is because he like you come to find out he lost his family, and so now his soul, like he just threw himself into his work. I think right, that's right. probably how it become. But I'm super into this. Um, I mean, this is a, a very common character type: the um, disgruntled cop who you know bends the rules or whatever. I'm here for it with Arnold, though. This is especially the next scene is a riot. <laughs> what I thought was funny: so he goes to arrest him. And like he pulls his gun on him, all these like mall cops mm-hmm. show up. He's literally <laughs> like, "I'm a cop, you idiots!" And there's like four mall cops with guns all pointed on him, and he's like, "I'm a cop." Oh, this my, is like, an arrest. <laughs> he's like, "I'm making an arrest," and uh, and like the guy's like, "Will takes his ID." He's like, "We'll see about that." Yeah. And he starts like getting on the phone. So I'm like, "What the hell? Like, you're fucking mall cops. Like, why? <laughs> why do you all have guns? Two, a, a, a real cop is going to show you a badge, and you're going to be like, I'm going to call and find out about this. You know, it's like that was my first thought. I feel like so many times in movies, you always see uh, like a someone present a cop badge and it's either real or not. And people are like, all right, cool. Thanks. I think right. this is like the first instance that I can at least think of anyways, where you see them say, well, we're going to need to verify we that. Call this in. <laughs> we're going to call this in, read your badge number and make sure that you're uh, you're an official police officer here. Crisp is like, I was trying to get a manicure. Oh, I have <laughs> witnesses. He like doesn't open his mouth when he talks. He like keeps his lips like really close together. <laughs> Uh, and he squints his eyes. Anyway, from there, he gets arrested. Arnold has a witness and he needs to get info out of his witness. She's being questioned. And uh, yeah, how does this go? She's in like an interrogation room with, uh, you know, this other other cop woman you don't really know much about yet. <clears throat> First time you're seeing her. You know, they're trying to get information from her and she's just, you know, not having it. Like, like, not at all. She's she has she wants nothing to do with this whole scenario. And the woman's like, don't you understand? Like, this guy killed your boyfriend. If you just testify, then like we can put him away for, you know, like 30 years or something like that. She goes up to the two way mirror and she just because she knows and she's like, no lineup, no testimony. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Right. Right. (laughs) I don't have to do this. So I'm leaving, you know, Yeah, this whole time. And like the fury building amongst uh, Arnold. Yes. He's in total disbelief. (laughs) Meanwhile, the uh, the woman talking to her is like. Listen, I'll, 
I'll get you dinner. I'll, I'll even cook you dinner. And it's like very bizarre <laughs> thing to be offering, but turns out to be super in character uh, in very good way. Uh, but uh, yeah, so she leaves. She's not, she's, she's gone as she's walking out, gives Arnold the finger and Arnold's like, you let it, you let him go. The police officer that was interviewing her is O'Hara, which they get their first introduction and she ultimately becomes Arnold's partner. And they have a, a quick interaction and Arnold just wraps it up with saying, I'll take care of Cindy. And they're like, oh man, yeah. like, what are you going to do to make, <laughs> this woman, make this woman testify? So he just hits the streets. Uh, he hits the streets and goes down to this uh, rough part of town, parks his car. And there's like all these like thugs just hanging out out front. And there's just like one guy slapping his girlfriend in the front. Yeah. And Arnold walks up and just has this shotgun and he comes <laughs> up and just headbutts the guy. <laughs> he comes up, he rocks a dude with a, with a punch and then headbutts the other guy. And everyone's like, yo, what's going on? And then he turns around with the shotgun and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't introduce myself. My name is John Kimball. And I really like my car. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, I'll watch it for you. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that dude who says I'll watch it for you, he's three for three on great lines. Because mm-hmm. he's, <laughs> she comes, or, uh, he he steps out of his car and walks around. And uh, one of the girl, one of the ladies on the street goes like, hey, baby. And he goes, what do you mean? Hey, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. And he walks past. He works over these dudes, does his thing. And the guy's like, okay, no, I'm just going to keep an eye on your car right here. Like, it's cool. Like, don't worry about it. And then Arnold turns around and walks away. And he says, uh, what does he say? He's like, it's like, he's like, (laughs) he's like, well, I almost kicked his ass. Yeah. He has a funny one. I love these. We, we, I love these guys that just show up in these movies and just have these brief, like very brief, but memorable moments for sure. That's yeah. It's great. And so he's three for three. Good for him. Uh, and then yeah, go Arnold walks into, as Mark describes it, a den of sin. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Here's this guy. Uh, and he just, I love, so he's doing this, the way he's portraying this, yeah, alcohol the, on the table, the drugs around, <laughs> heavy metal music. Yeah, this real slimy place. But what I love about Arnold's performance here, I, I love this way he's just playing this like totally dejected, apathetic cop. It's not the robotic Terminator thing where he's like emotionless. You you can almost just see his shoulders down and he just doesn't care about anything. And he's just rolling through Firing shotgun blasts. Firing shotgun blasts. (laughs) Kicking doors down. Uh, The one dude is like sitting on this couch and he's like, who are you, man? And Arnold's like, and the dude just goes, shit, and runs away. (laughs) (laughs) Blows this couch away because the guy jumps out. What I love about that part is eventually when he gets to like the main uh, area where all all the thugs and people are hanging out, eventually he kind of just clears the room. He's like, Mm -hmm. get out. And as like... People are actually listening to him. There's this one guy who's like running by him and he's like doing what Arnold said, which was leave. And Arnold still just with one hand just decides to like push him and throw him halfway across the room. And this guy goes flying and crashes in and just shatters this table. Amazing. And then he, he's just like, he he's complying with you, but he's still going to kick your ass, yeah. uh, which is a riot. And eventually he gets to Cindy. You know, Cindy's at this couch. Some solid work here with the. Mm-hmm. Hi, Cindy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not like, being creepy either. No, he's not. He's not creeping on her. He's 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 antagonizing her. But he's, he's antagonizing her. Like, he's like, I you have something that I need you to do, and you're gonna. I do think she it. says like, get a life. He's like, I don't have one. So like, <laughs> yeah. listen up. So here I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be here every day 
I'm going to follow you every day. I'm going to be on your shoulder. I have nowhere else to be. <laughs> I have nothing else to do. <laughs> you are going to go testify and get crisp or whatever. She's you know? like, oh my God, I will tell you who he is. <laughs> and then it's like the fastest cut back to the police station, at which point Cindy's participating in the lineup and she correctly identifies crisp. And it's like the first smile that you see of John Kimball is very mm-hmm. happy that now they have a case against crisp and uh, Chris is uh, being detained and he's got his hair down. No ponytail here. He looks ridiculous. Stella, you guys did not pick up Val Kilmer at all. Uh, I, I definitely see the Val Kilmer. Now that you mention it, I, I do. And I, I think your observation is yes, but I just not while I, was I couldn't it. shake that from my head. I didn't think about it while I was walking, but but now, yeah, I get it. I couldn't shake it. Every scene he was in. He's walking out of the courtroom. And he like leans over to his mom. He's yeah. like, you know what to do. <laughs> she's like, I'll take care of it, baby. Don't so, uh, yeah, yeah. Judge. yeah. She's like, I'm your mother, aren't I? I'm your mother, like, aren't what? I? You're like, okay, something's going down. So this was the furthest my wife ever got watching one of these movies with me was watching this one. And so I have a couple of good notes mm. from her that I'll, I'll weave in. And did she, <laughs> did she stick it through? Did she watch this whole thing? She, with you? she got like halfway. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But she has a couple good, good insights. And this was one of my favorites where he leans over. He's like, I forget what he says, you know what to do or something. Or, and she's like, I'm your mother, aren't I? And my wife just goes right next to me. She just says, I want to beat that lady up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very apt. Like this woman oh, is, this woman ugh, sucks. You hate her. Having like, you know, a handful of lines so far in the movie, you're like, Oh, she's so obnoxious. <laughs> Someone needs to beat her up. <laughs> Oh, that's that's so good. Uh, For whatever reason, again, he keeps getting away with a lot because it's, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a comedy movie, but he's not getting away with the fact that he just shotgunned an entire den of sin. But what I'll say about that, though, that whole scene, he doesn't shoot anybody. No, which I don't know if that's like supposed to be like of his character or if it was more just because this is like, you know, in the family movie range so they didn't want him like just blasting like blasting a bunch of people and you yeah know. I, he's not a murderer this guy no like he's, yeah, not, he's a not rampaging a lunatic uh like yeah. so he he i mean if someone pulled a gun on him or something like he might have wasted him in there i don't even know if anyone did well, no, might the one dude shoots at him yeah there's like one dude like f- takes a shot at him. He ducks and then he just comes up and just like he starts blasting just like all their liquor and stuff like that. And the speaker playing that <laughs> awful music. Yeah. Like many things, I imagine the, the truth lies somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does not kill anybody, though, in that But scene. what I don't understand is Crisp now has been sentenced. He's being taken away and Arnold still like grabs him and throws, throws him, into, him an into the room. <laughs> throws yeah. him into an interrogation. And they have this kind of confrontation where he's just like, Hey, listen, you know, he's, he's trying to press her for press him for more information about his wife, because that's what the information that Chris got, because he knows that he feels that the Cindy's testimony won't be enough. So he needs the drug evidence from the wife because he won't give up. He's, he's saying, Chris, tell me who your suppliers are, who your drug suppliers are, this, that and the other. He's like, I'll get info from your wife who ran away and stole three million dollars from you. How's that make you feel? And then Chris kind of lets him have it. He's just like. Man, you're you're miserable. You've been following me around for years, and you got nothing on me. My wife left me because she could take money. Your wife left you because she couldn't stand the sight of you. You're he's pretty terrible. scathing with him. He's <laughs> scathing there for sure. But he's still doing this thing where he's not opening his mouth, and he's squinting, and he's like, 
Your wife left you. Your wife left you because she couldn't stand the sight of you. <laughs> like without opening his mouth, it's very bizarre. Um, oh, his delivery is just very interesting. Uh, and that's the end of that scene. Yeah. And we get to the plan, the plan to find the wife. What it, what's weird? So they like cut to this office and. O'Hara, who's, uh, you know, ends up being his partner. She's like getting a sandwich out of a vending machine. I thought this was so weird because he's like, <laughs> she's like, he's like, I've never seen someone so small eat so much. Uh, you know, she goes on saying like she's like hypoglycemic or something like that. I feel like that it was mit- like there was a scene missing that was supposed to like introduce this character of O'Hara as being like constantly eating food or something. Like she gets one sandwich out of a vending machine. Right. And he's like, Oh, you're eating so much. It's the first <laughs> thing we've seen her eat. And he's like on her. Yeah. It just seemed like such a weird, yeah. like I'm like, there's totally like somewhere on a cutting room floor. There's a scene of her like chowing down on like uh, a whole bunch of food. And you just picture her in that like interrogation room with Cindy. And she's just like snacking chewing on some, yeah, she on some, like, you know, <laughs> some nachos or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they, they stick with it from here though they stick with yeah, it there's yeah. also a few things that are pretty like the next they're setting up where we're going very very quick in the yeah. next five to ten minutes here which i honestly i'm getting a bit desperate for at this point in the movie yeah like let's get going um though i was i'm like i said i was in for the scene the party pooper scene where he's blasting up that place i was in for that but um <laughs> yeah so we're moving right along the plan is revealed that O'Hara is will now be his partner. They're going up to Astoria. She's going to pose undercover as a kindergarten teacher. And they need to try to figure out who this his former wife is uh, to try to get her to testify. They're going to offer her police protection and immunity if she agrees to testify against Crisp. If she basically can give them the money. And give them the money. So that's that's why they're going undercover. And it, Arnold says, uh, I work alone. Yes. And the dude is like, Arnold, she's going undercover as a kindergarten teacher, not exactly a thing that you could do. <laughs> and so. how convenient that she was a, she goes, yeah, I was a teacher before I was a cop. How convenient. How convenient. <laughs> but I all, I do like at least them being like Arnold undercover. Uh-uh. <laughs> not working. <laughs> Just like, not uh, the work. Work. well, there, there's like this whole like dated tone to this movie around like, I don't know, men being kindergarten oh, teachers, yeah. like which they get into in like some yes, of the later scenes. For sure. Yep. Um, and so that, I feel like that was kind of the beginning of it. It was like not even the fact that it's like Arnold, this massive <laughs> <laughs> muscular dude that would just look very much out of place because like obviously he's a bodybuilder. But um <laughs> Yeah, more so that like <laughs> you're a man, you can't be a, you're a kindergarten man. teacher. A kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right that like this whole movie's comedy is built on juxtaposition, and some of it like yeah, it's humorous that like a rough and tumble cop to go to be a gentle kindergarten teacher. But although they do lean on the fact that like wouldn't it be crazy if a man was a kindergarten be teacher? So crazy. <laughs> Can you, you imagine? imagine? <laughs> uh, and then they're on the plane, and. uh Flying to Portland. Yeah. You ever had a kid sit behind you on an airplane? I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing Nightmare. like this. All they, I could think of is nah. this scene is so he's stuck behind. There's these three just rotten kids behind him. Just real terrible, terrible <laughs> kids kicking his seat, doing all the cliches. And all I could think of was like how bad my mom would have whooped my ass. <laughs> you did if, that? I, if I behaved <laughs> like that on an airplane, hot damn. Yeah, would not be here, boys, yeah. doing this podcast <laughs> with you. <laughs> I hear you with that for sure. He like 
gets a big kick and turns around for like a full eyes glare. <laughs> and the kid like wide eyed scoots back like, oh, my God. Uh, and then at one point he reaches back and like they're like playing with this truck up on the back of his seat and he grabs it. And um, O'Hara's, this whole time, O'Hara's like, like, don't let him get to you. Just like, gives it back to the kid. <laughs> I think she apologizes too. Like, sorry he took your truck, kid. Yeah, he like turns around and he's like, look at the one kid and he's like, if you don't knock it off, this will be you. And he snaps a pencil, <laughs> snaps with, a his, pencel. with his thumb. Yeah, with his thumb. I was this like, will be you. And the kid's like, like oh, my oh, God. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, O'Hara is O'Hara or Hera phoebe whatever she's like um basically telling him they have no idea who this woman is what she looks like or who the kid is or what he looks like they're like these are the only pictures we have they're like five years old and you know there's no identifying characteristics on them the kid's literally three months old it's like a baby photo photo. (laughs) and he's like great this is awesome (laughs) this will be awesome trying to figure out who this woman is uh this Uh, is my second note from my wife oh great the stewardess comes over Leans down. She goes, my wife goes, oh, that's what's her name? Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. You Did you notice? I did, yeah. You noticed I it? I did not notice that. Yeah, she noticed right away. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> that was a quick pickup. <laughs> I did, did you notice? I didn't notice. Good pull, Mark's wife. Yeah, she did. She was like, oh, yeah, she's been in Black Panther. She's been in Soul, Mission Impossible, bunch of stuff. Like, she's, like, been in a lot of stuff now at this mm-hmm. point. Yep. Uh, but in this movie, this was it. She was the hostess on the plane. <laughs> it, it, I do. That's always enjoyable going back to older movies and you see, like, younger versions of people either in the early stages of their career and you're like, oh, wow, that's, you know, a neat little thing. But O'Hara starts getting sick. She's been, they offer them some in-flight food and she turns it down. And Arnold's like, wow, I didn't think you would ever turn down food. <laughs> She's had one sandwich in her entire on-screen presence yeah. um, But then she gets sick, uh, and then they finally land, and it's just basically a beautiful Pacific Northwest scenery, and we get a montage of her getting sick in various fashions. With the, uh, say, We get the piano jingle. How do you guys feel about the jingle? I think it's fine. It's saccharine, it's, but it's appropriate for this movie. Yeah. I was more just like, as it as it went through the montage, I was like, "How long is this montage? montage this is long. woman going?" <laughs> I think it's so great. I went back and looked at it. It was like a full two minutes. I think it's a great montage. Like, like cutscenes of her like puking. She's and very very intense as I she's may running. Have felt differently because I had just gotten my booster shot and I wasn't feeling good. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. So I'm, I'm like, cut the scenes of her puke, and I don't want to. I don't need all this puke stuff. <laughs> She goes running into the gas station. She goes up to the gas station. She can't get in. She's literally sprinting and runs inside the gas station. She's like, give me the key. I need the key. And then comes running out with this hubcap and the key to the bathroom goes into the bathroom. That's a really good moment. Arnold's just kind of like waiting. And then they, there's another one where they pull off to the side of the road and she goes running out the side of the road, pukes, and then it slowly starts walking back to the car and trips over a log and literally like f- limbs go flying in the air as she falls on her face. My favorite is uh, my favorite is at the end of that montage. I forget what the exact circumstance was. All I remember is like 
she's just been so sick for so long that Arnold and like the sun's going down and Arnold just kind of like picks her yes. up under his arm. And she's <laughs> and he's like, like <laughs> limp in he's because he carries her and with one arm back to the car. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're completing their drive. Um, it's like raining at this point. She's like half dead in the back seat, laying down <laughs> using his luggage for uh, a pillow. And she mentions, you know, she gives some dialogue about, you know, I'll be ready to go for class tomorrow. Don't worry. And then she goes, you know, I could, I didn't want to be, I, I got so sick of, I didn't want to be a teacher anymore. Cause I was afraid that if I kept getting sick of kids too much, I'd never want to have my own. At which point a ferret comes out of Arnold's luggage <laughs> and she freaks out like, and he goes, Oh yeah, that's my ferret. What? <laughs> By the way, By I the have way, a ferret. I have a ferret that it needs to travel with me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Who's taking care of this ferret when he's constantly stalking Chris, man? Well, apparently the ferret (laughs) doesn't ever leave the car. Apparently it lives in the the car. The ferret is with him all the time. I'm going to choose the ferret. He lives in the car and was also in his jacket pocket when he was following Chris in the mall. We know that that's a thing that I can do is hide inside of jacket pockets. At least we'll (laughs) find that to be the case. And he's also like, oh, he'll never, he would never bite. Yeah, I'm like, never, yeah never. <laughs> he would never bite. There was another thing I read. I can't remember if it was the IMDb trivia or something else, but there was a, someone just said like a little bit of hypocrisy here for Arnold because in, I guess in 1990, ferrets were actually illegal in California. And hmm. I still think they are to like, it's like illegal to own a ferret in California. And when he was the governor, there was a bill to overturn it and he actually vetoed it. <laughs> what the? Uh, they're like Arnold man veto in the ferret bill but he was in your the ferret was in your movie man come on come on <laughs> come on he's like I'm the only one allowed to have ferrets in California yeah I guess <laughs> maybe that was what he was thinking this whole time so the next morning Arnold knows he's the one he's got to do the job there's no other well, options one, here. Wait, one thing one thing so uh, I, and I just wanted to know because I wanted to ask you guys if if you noticed this and I only the only reason I, I picked up on it was because I was re- re-watching with the subtitles on so they get to their motel and, you know, she's like, uh, O'Hare is like still like deathly ill. So he's like, again, like picking him up on, or picking her up uh, to carry her into the motel. And he's like, oh, great. Another obstacle. Like they, they sent me an obstacle to, you know, get him or whatever. And as he's carrying her in, he starts mumbling in German. I did notice that it sounded something either. Yeah. In German yeah I was watching or... He's like speaking German. And, uh, and I think that's the only time I've ever heard Arnold Schwarzenegger speak German. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I've actually, uh, oddly enough, though, just before we got on this, I was just prepping, going over my notes, and I just happened to Google or YouTube one more time, just like for any like quick interviews from the time when this was being released. There was a, a interview that some guy did with him in German about the release of this movie. Oh, that's funny. On YouTube. And it was, I mean, like to hear him speak German, I, I think I'd heard once upon a time that it's kind of like he's like his dialect is um, very like rural it's kind of like how we would view i guess like uh, you know, unfortunately view a lot of people from the south like it's that sort of connotation that like, right it's, right so they kind of avoided him using it like yeah because of was. the dialect that he had in in a couple of odd cases i could i can't remember any specifics about it but i just have oh that. i remember one there was uh i think it was terminator he wanted to dub he wanted to do the german dub but they were like Hey, your dialect is like too n- informal for what we would want a robot to sound like in in German, which is hilarious. <laughs> Insane. <but>. That's so <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I always just thought it was like a weird thing where like he just didn't want to like speak German in any of his movies or because like we were just at, like or I had mentioned in the last last time with twins was like, you know, part of the whole thing where they created him. They're like, oh, and he speaks like 12 languages. 
and, and he never, never speaks German. <laughs> yeah. And then we were yeah. like, come on, it's missed opportunity. Yeah, and hear him for speak sure. some German. So I just, I just thought that was a funny little thing because he's like mumbling, like cursing in German as he's carrying her into the <laughs> into the motel. Yeah. Um, Phoebe is not well. She didn't get well. She said she was going to get well, but Arnold realizes that he's going to have to be the kindergarten teacher, undercover t- kindergarten teacher. He shaved the beard. Sorry, fellas. Uh, he's wearing <laughs> he's wearing his uh, blazer. And she's like, you're going to get torn up, dude. You you have no idea what you're walking into. You're going to be. She tells him to gonna, drop the guns. She said, take the gun off. And then he's like, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. She's uh, like, yeah, take out the gun. And it's then I, what, what's under the, arm holster? What's the line where eventually she and then she responds like, no, actually, you better take. The he's gun. like, he's like, how how hard could it be? They're just kids. Like, I've oh, dealt yeah. with worse than this. And she's like, on second thought, take the gun. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I appreciate that he is. He's going to do whatever it takes. He's never going to be like, well, I, I'm not doing that kindergarten thing. Yep. He's like, she can't do it. Someone has to do it. And we have to start right now. So I'm going. Yeah. When he, he goes. So he goes to the school. He's sitting outside the principal's office waiting to talk to the principal. And you, there's a <laughs> few kids lined up to see the principal. And we get our first glimpse of Joyce. who We will learn more about soon. She's a teacher, but she comes up to talk to one boy and she goes, <laughs> Do you know why I sent you to the principal's office? Because you punched you punched Jenny in the face. And he goes, well, yeah. And she goes, I know. I know. Jenny told me that she poisoned your hamsters. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Sounds like Jenny deserved it. Jesus Christ. And then she's Nobody just like. Nobody to talk to Jenny's mom. Yeah. Like, what is this? That's some serial killer shit. Like, if you're, like, if you're poisoning animals, that's the first sign of a serial killer. Uh, but then she's like, she said it was an accident. So, you know, you can't just punch her or whatever. And I was like, what is this? That's not, that line was so ridiculous. That was probably, honestly, that was probably the closest I got to like a out loud, like belly laugh was that, yeah. that nonsensical <laughs> line. That was amazing. Oh man. And like Arnold's just like, what? It's kind of like glancing <laughs> over for her. Like what school did I roll into? Yeah. Um, but he goes to the principal's office, principal rules, by the way, she's awesome. Uh, and she's like, I was expecting a Miss O'Hara. And he's like, well, there's been a change of plans. Um, and she's like, listen, I get a call from the superintendent that says that I have to fire a kindergarten teacher with 25 years of experience. What? This poor woman. God damn. You don't think they <laughs> just would have like sent her on leave or something for a little bit? Did they have to fire her? Did they say yeah. that? I, she said I had to let go or fire. I And I'm like, the police station has that much power? God damn. Like, it, well, she apparently said let go. So, yeah, I'm, I like, I just was like, holy hell, this poor woman. Yeah, like, send her on leave, send her on vacation or something like that. Like, <laughs> god damn. How long are they going to be here? A couple weeks or at most, you know, until they figure yeah. out who this, whatever is. Like, that's crazy. You know, they were like, Mrs. Hadley or Hagley, I had to let her go. I thought it was funny, too, because it's like he's not like FBI or anything. He's Mm-mm. just like an L.A. cop. And somehow they finagled this deal with Portland or Astoria or whatever. Someone in Oregon. To, <laughs> right. To like, you didn't have this to teacher. say, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, feel exactly. like. Like they could have been like, uh, no, like I'm. it's cool. You want to catch this drug dealer in your area. But like, we don't really care about that. Yeah. So she goes to introduce him to the class and she 
it basically says, hey, wait out here. I'm going to get them under control. And she walks in. She walks in and he starts getting nervous. <laughs> and I like this. Like he starts He's like, like Whew, deep breaths here. <laughs> uh, like genuinely, he looks nervous. And she flicks the lights, gets the kids to sit down and then brings him in for the introduction. And he steps into the room and they're all like, oh, my God, it's <laughs> giant. <laughs> she says, um, we had to we had to let what's her name go, Mrs. Whatever. Mm. Uh, we had to let her go, and and now we this is where we finally start getting the lines from the kids, which we've been waiting for. Which is <laughs> we get one of the kids who, uh, oh, yeah, who immediately says, "Well, did she die?" The, 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 the <laughs> death of Seth kid is pretty. He's pretty funny. He's very funny. <laughs> Do you guys have like a favorite kid of like because they all seem to have their like thing you know like the, what they're known for did you guys have like a favorite kid in their little shtick or routine mine would probably be emma because she's really cute and reminds yeah. me of my daughter because my daughter would have to act the same way that she acts i could, she stole the show yeah for sure so he meets the kids it's like a very awkward interaction um he's just like i want my questions answered so uh who was born in astoria this is great and like they all, he's, they all he raise goes, their hand he's in this room for one minute and he's like all right i gotta get this information as <laughs> soon as possible i can't i can't last here <laughs> he's like who was born in astoria and no one like has any idea what he's saying so they just like don't react he's like all right if you were born here raise your hand everyone raises their hands and then he's like okay uh if you were not born here raise your hands and they all raise their hands. Very much how <laughs> kindergartners would act. Oh, that's absolutely yeah. how kids would act, more than, for sure. Uh, the one kid pops up with the uh, classic line. This is the line, man. Dave. <laughs> you said the line. Men have penises and women have vaginas. Isn't it boys have penises? It is, yeah. It's whatever, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought it was... So it's, <laughs> It's this line's funny because it's like a real like kid say the darndest thing yes. type mm-hmm. uh, scenario here, and this is like well before South Park existed. So I imagine like at the time seeing kids say penis and vagina would be like, oh my god, <laughs> the kindergartners, that's crazy. But like it's <laughs> just like today in today's age, it's just like. Not a shock, and it's more just like I don't know. I feel like that. I feel like that whole like like that was supposed to be a joke. Yes, like that was a straight up joke in the movie, and I I feel like you know maybe it landed then, but I was just like, oh boy, it was very funny. Uh, this time, <laughs> it kind of landed for me. I think yeah. It's yeah, it was funny. <laughs> I think it's funny. Oh man, I I I, I kind of rolled my eyes. At There's it. definitely like, people oh, that were like at the time that were like, I can't believe they had these children say these things. I can't believe it. Right. <laughs> Probably. And then, uh, is it Emma has to go to the bathroom? Emma has to use the bathroom. And this is great. You know, she can't get the snaps of her button undone. And Arnold's never taken he's a like, young child try, he's to like the bathroom. Tr- apparently kind of trying to like figure it out. She's like, I, I have <laughs> to go to the bathroom, but yeah, I can't like, take these overalls off. And he's like, okay. And he's touching her. He's very uncomfortable. His face gets very red and he just like stops and he goes, I'll be right back. (laughs) And he leaves the room, goes looking for help where he finds Joyce is in the middle of teaching her class and he knocks on the window. He's like, literally, 
I will do anything to get someone to help me. I don't care if I'm interrupting your class. Waving over. Like, Please come, come, come help me. <laughs> she's like, first day. He's like, yeah. And Emma comes out and she's like, I need to go. And he's and she's like, all right, well, you know, I'll, I'll take care of this. But you better get back to your class because kindergarten's like the sea. You should never take your eye off it for too long. And he's like, what's well, the worst that could happen? It's and then fine. I got this. <laughs> all hell's broken loose in the class. There is people painting on the walls. There's a sink in there. They're just throwing water at each other. Sand <laughs> is just being poured out on the floor. Everyone's screaming. The one kid, uh, penis kid, is walking on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> they got to it quick. Oh, he was yeah. going for like, you know, maybe 30 seconds before <laughs> they come when back you, and had that whole room destroyed. And they've destroyed it. Uh, at this point in the movie, Mark, is, is your wife still hanging in there or is yeah. she bounced? I think so, she's still here. I watched it with my partner. She, uh, we get the the one shot of the one boy who's like looking up the girls' dresses, <laughs> and my my partner was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> she was just, yeah. She was like, "What is?" There's this? a couple uh, of these kids. The whoever poisoned the hamsters and this kid, they need some. They need more some guidance. counseling. They need they need some therapy. Real. <laughs> I, I thought that was another like hint of like just how dated the movie was because they talk about that later on. Yeah, it gets real dated when the kids mom yeah i guess we wait till we get no to that doubt, point, but. <laughs> but that's when we get the um you know the climax and arnold loses his cool and screams shut up shut up shut up shut up uh i think him losing his patience with these kids i think is funny his <laughs> expression is extraordinary yeah it's really good face here is extraordinary did you guys see go on i was gonna say did you guys see any of the potential other casting for this role oh i did and i forget it there was some names on this roster who were considered for this role of john kimball it was like a lot of big stars but it was like michael keaton danny devito patrick swayze can you imagine danny devito doing this kindergarten cop i'm just picturing like vincent benedict from twins right. would be uh he would just like teach them all how to be like grifters or whatever <laughs> instead of <laughs> it doesn't sound like the worst option what do you think of uh what if like jesse ventura was, i mean listen was, at this point i'm putting him in anywhere i can fit him so what if he <laughs> what if he played like the the little boy there he just played the little boy in class and was boys like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Boys have penises and girls have vaginas. <laughs> Mark looks like he's about to quit. Wasn't ready. Wasn't ready for Jesse Mature to show up in this podcast episode. <laughs> I'm going to say this is our closest to a capital A moment in this movie. Him yelling, yeah, to shut up. Mm, I, I got I mean, a better one. I or I got a, I got one that I prefer. I shouldn't say better, but yeah. I mean, I, I would say that I would agree with that because, like, definitely. Once I finished watching, as I was like, there was no capital A moments in that movie. But yes, yeah, so I feel like that's. I think this is the closest because it's very memorable. It's a legendary thing. You can <laughs> you can. Find a gif of his face makes him torting <laughs> in those ways. Uh, and he screams, shut up, shut up, shut up. Oh, yeah. And yeah, my wife was definitely here for this part because uh, he does that. And she's like, feel that. 
<laughs> oh yeah, sometimes Been there. You just want to scream at the kids, man, when they're being too much. I can understand that. <laughs> then he, they all start to cry, and he's like, "Don't cry!" So he runs out to his car, yeah. continues to scream. Yeah, he he comes outside. He and he's the just ferret like, with him. Ah! Um, I like the crying <laughs> scene because he screams at them all. They all sh- they all shut up, like he asks, and then they all start trickling in these. <laughs> <laughs> they all start crying he's like oh no 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 like please stop <laughs> which actually i had a moment earlier today where my son was getting up from his nap i was going to get him up from his nap but i was playing with my daughter as i was doing this and i was like come on come help me get get the baby up and i run upstairs and she comes running up after me and i hide behind a door in the bathroom and she like runs past and then she's like daddy where are you where'd you go and she walks back out and i go ah and she starts bawling no no (laughs) when she always does that i should know better but i still do it sometimes (laughs) poor thing she starts bawling like and the baby is like wake just waking up in the other room so i pick her up i'm like it's okay and then as she's bawling i still go into the room and open the door and he hears her crying and he starts crying and no, he was no. fucking and so I'm standing there in this prison of my own making with my daughter <laughs> crying in my arms and the baby crying in the crib and I'm like I am a fool why did oh, I do this children's tears sound contagious <laughs> dude if only you had a ferret you could have I know, uh, right? gotten yourself out of that situation which by the way he pulls the ferret out of the car it's been in the car this whole time <laughs> he, he didn't want to leave it with Phoebe don't getting you all go to prison for leaving like, your dog in the car yeah he would definitely go to jail for leaving you the can't ferret. leave a ferret in the car <laughs> also the ferret doesn't have a name ferret he's literally called ferret because like later in the movie he's like when they're doing the fire drill he's like Dominic get ferret that is <laughs> that is psychopath shit it's like <laughs> the ferret has no name it is only ever called ferret and lives in your car. And just stays in the car <laughs> the whole time. Car. Yeah, that is some psychopath stuff, uh, no <laughs> doubt. But he so he brings the ferret back to the classroom. The kids are all enamored, and they were like, "What's wrong with your dog?" And he's like, "It's not a dog; it's a ferret." <laughs> and they say, "You know, does he bite?" And he says, "He never bites." And they say, "Can we pet him?" And they say, "One at a time." And that's how he wins over the kids, seemingly for the rest of the day. Good. Now because we're having then the fun. Kid, he says, "Yeah," because <laughs> then the uh, then the kids uh, leave and. They leave for the rest of the day, but one little boy decides to, one little precocious boy decides to stick around. Yeah, this kid's great. Roast on him. <laughs> Annihilates him. He comes up and he goes, hey, Mrs. Hagley was better than you. He's like, all right, cool, thanks. And he goes, my mom's better than you. She's a teacher too. And my piano teacher that I see once a week, she's better than you too. And just my my him. uh My basketball coach or whatever, <laughs> my swimming teacher, they're both better than you. <laughs> and Arnold's like, <laughs> cool. I I appreciate your honesty. Now, do you know of anyone who's not better than me? And the kid just looks at him, thinks he thinks for a second, turns around, looks at him, and he goes, "I don't know that many people." And that's the end. That's <laughs> end of the conversation. Uh, I just, I love the kids just like telling it like it is, man. But buries him, just like you suck. You're really bad at this, man. You got You're no terrible. problems. Just telling you, literally everyone I've ever seen is better at being a teacher than you are. <laughs> <laughs> he knows he's terrible because he collapses in his bed at the hotel. Phoebe's still pretty ill. And uh, he's like, you need to go tomorrow. And she's like, no, we can't work. You know, our cover's blown. You know, our cover will blow if all of a sudden there's another teacher. So you need to you got to stick it out. And he's like, this sounds terrible. 
He's he literally is laying there and he goes his face smashed up against the pillow. They're horrible. <laughs> I do like that Phoebe's sick in her bed and she's reading Guns and Ammo magazine. <laughs> I think yeah, she had it like laying over her face, like covering the light. But yeah, that was funny. Not the last funny thing we see of her in her bed. I'm, I think I I totally enjoy their their buddy cop stuff. All I'm thinking is that I would watch this buddy cop over Belushi, man. I'm <laughs> We're going back to that. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Phoebe and Arnold are great. Yeah, no, like, she's awesome. She's this is, she has got good chemistry. Very funny moments too, and yeah. her her character cracks me up. Yeah, so uh, she's freaking guns and ammo, sleeping, comes out. And she's and so he's going back the next day, right? So we're in the morning now. The kids are getting dropped off at school. And here's what uh, we were talking about a little bit before, but the the moms are talk are discussing the new <laughs> kindergarten teacher, and uh, the all the She's first like, Kaylee calls him the giant. The first thing, <laughs> the first thing one of the moms says that we hear is, "He's obviously gay." Yeah, that's the only <laughs> way. The only way. What kind of? I mean, what kind of a man teaches kindergarten? <laughs> There's no way. Uh, just ridiculous super dated moment here of yep. this conversation uh the one kid points him out as he is he's in like a polo which he is exploding out of <laughs> <laughs> with his jacket under it's a very much an exploding arnold scene here uh and uh <laughs> they see him and the one mother she sees him and she she's just like that's your teacher and the kid's like yeah and she's like Oh, oh my god and she like turns away <laughs> and they're all like what's the matter she's like i can't let him see me without any makeup on they're like we don't make her friends are like we don't make up either she's like you're married you guys can look like slops you can look like slops <laughs> <laughs> that feels a little bit like uh an outdated joke too all of it the whole thing the, yes. the whole, whole sequence yeah um yeah oh yeah and then this is where it comes to uh the one kid's mom coming in so uh, so like in the classroom and the yeah the kid who's you know was <laughs> looking up the girl's skirts with the do- with the dolls Arnold thinks he might be getting uh some infill here he might be onto something here because yeah, she, yeah. comes she comes in she got like a like black leather coat on she like, seems to be doing all right for herself yeah like she's got that like bad guy kind of look to her you know big hair dramatic yeah. entrance and she's mm. like I gotta talk to you I gotta talk to you about this kid. Um, she's like, we're having trouble with him ever since, you know, my husband's left, left my home open and empty without a man in it. <laughs> she's like really laying it on for him. Uh, yeah. which, and he's, he picks it up. He's like, Oh, tell me more. Cause he's like, is this what I'm looking for? Is this the, am I getting a clue here? So he leans into it a little bit, but it doesn't go the way she wanted to. She's like, she hits him with his dad doesn't live with us anymore, and ever since then he's been he's been playing with dolls a lot, and like she's like it's just you know <laughs> he's been doing weird. some weird stuff, weird stuff playing with dolls. Can you believe it? And he goes, he goes, oh, he uses the dolls to look up look up skirts. I caught him doing it yesterday, and she goes, oh, what a relief. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, she literally like, goes, oh, yeah. Oh, what a relief. It's a relief. Like my kid might be a total creep, showing really bad behaviors, but. At least he's not At gay. At least he's not gay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn. Yeah, sucks. Uh, <laughs> the 90s. Yeah, man. just ridiculous. I mean, rough. Yeah, rough. Crazy. And then he's like, well, uh, 
she she's like, yeah, my home all open, all empty without a man in it to keep me company, basically is what she's saying. And then he's like, well, uh, you want me to call your husband? You want me to call your ex-husband? And she's like, uh, no, that's not what Actually. I was going for here. And he's is like, this well, when she revealed? Oh, yeah. is it Because he's saying like, you know, not having his father is being detrimental. And is yeah. this when he reveals that he had left because he left her for a man? Is yeah. That that like she's like, she's like, oh, well, no, don't call his husband. Don't call my ex-husband because he left us for another man. Yeah. And he's like, well, okay, whatever. That sounds like it's not the guy I'm looking for then. Uh, because that's what he was doing. He was like, you want to give me his number so I can call him and I can see if it's fucking crisp? Yeah, that sounds crisp. <laughs> Which is what he's after. Uh, but I just like the, the whole framing of her being like, oh, so alone here. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's terrible. You want me to call him? And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does not, he does he not give her any vibes yeah. for that. I don't want your advances. No. Stay away from me. And then as they're having this conversation, one of the, the one kid comes running in and he goes, are you married, Mr. Kimball? <laughs> Which is a great, like, great line. This is, I do. This bit's funny when he's just like, because he's like, no. And then he just goes back. Ma, he's not married. <laughs> Very good. Totally blows her cover, you know. Uh, so good. Uh, that is funny one. There's a few scenes here. I think what had happened is, and it, it makes total sense. Is I can only imagine how hard it was to film with 30 kids. When you think about like, there's a lot of screen time for a lot of kids in this. How movie. structured, um, you know, how structured sets are and stuff like that. And I think there's a, just was a lot of moments where Ar- Ivan Reitman was like let's just film these kids and we'll probably just get some gold and then we'll just splice in various scenes as they need. Cause there's like two scenes here that are just, they don't to me anyways, they didn't really like flow. They just kind of like were funny scenes that they're like, Hey, we're going to throw in here. So one is just the kids doing the pledge of allegiance. And that's just more cute than funny. But then there's just like this one boy who's going around eating everyone's lunches (laughs) (laughs) and Arnold picks it up and he's like, did you eat everyone's lunches? And he's like, stop it. And the kid just like spits the food out of his mouth and he drops them on the floor. Yeah. And it, it like was like very quick kind of just like it was just some extra stuff. They could fit it in where they fit it in. And that was the spot. It kind of felt like almost like Ivan committed to every kid who's in the class. You wanted to give him a moment. I'm going to make sure they're each going to have one moment. And it, maybe this was just the one moment that he could uh, give to this one kid. And of course they picked the larger kid as a, Former fat kid, I took offense to that. Mm-hmm. They had to make the, the lunch <laughs> joke about this. Snacks. Come on, but uh, yeah. So I think it was just a way of him to showcase all you know, at least get a chance for each one of these kids to have a, have a have moment. a moment. Well, then Arnold sits down. He has all the kids down, looking at him. He's sitting in a chair and he's rubbing his forehead. And they're like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Nothing. I just have a headache." And the <laughs> death obsessed kid goes, <laughs> "Could be a tumor." <laughs> <laughs> this kid has the most like deadpan delivery too it's really funny too because this kid looks like exactly like one of my nephews oh yeah and so i could only <laughs> see that or hear it coming from him uh and it's very funny to me uh like exactly like him like head shape and everything uh and but the, he's like could be a tumor he's like it's not a tumor which is another classic arnold line, That's the line. that yeah. actually was one um when I was talking to my wife uh, towards the beginning of the movie, she was like, I, I remember this movie. She's like, what is, what are some of the things from it? And then she said without prompting, she remembered, Oh, I remember it's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was like the line from the movie. Like you may not have seen kindergarten cop ever, but you probably know that that line. You probably <laughs> that, know that, that line, line or- was crazy. 
I remember that line from, do you guys remember like the early Newgrounds days? Oh, yeah. When making like, remember like soundboards when like the thing was to make flash based soundboards of clips from movies? And I feel like the Arnold one always had the, it's not a Tuma. Get to the chopper. <laughs> like the, it's not a Tuma. I was like, it was yeah. that one. And it was that one. And get to the chopper mm-hmm. were the ones that like were huge. Like I rem- I hear those phrases from him outside of like movies, like just not being referenced in movies or anything, just like, yeah, in clips and stuff. But yeah, it's not a tumor, he says. And now we get into, we get to play a wonderful game <laughs> of who is my daddy and what does he do? I love, <laughs> I love both of the instances of him just being like, I have got to figure this shit out ASAP. Uh, the first time when he's like, Where were you born here? Or were you not born here? And he like got nowhere. And this one, he's like, Here we go again. I got to, <laughs> I'm just going to get all these kids down. I'm going to ask him, Who is your daddy and what does he do? Hopefully, one of them, I don't know, says, My dad was a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was a drug dealer that we ran away from in the middle of the night. <laughs> basically he's just like recording notes of all of the kids who their parents are divorced is what he's doing uh which there's a few uh but yeah. uh, the kids don't pick up on what he's saying right away he realizes he must be more clear because they all start guessing about what his who his dad was and what he did and the one kid was like he's probably huge was he a wrestler <laughs> <laughs> did you guys uh so when the kids start coming up and they start they start explaining what their dads they, do they did each you have, have like your favorite yes I, I was gonna ask the same question dustin um oh, cool. I, I like just to frame the scene like he's like all right i'm gonna start with you you tell me who's your daddy and what does he do and then the scene cuts right and they probably had to they had to work to get this filmed right they give each kid kind of a moment they have a little script that they're saying and they're standing up Cameras on them, the walls behind them, and then they all deliver a line. That's the the framing of it. And they cut one to the next. And basically, every time a kid is like, my parents aren't together or my parents are divorced or something, he like makes a note. Other than that, you just hear a little bit, a little something silly. Uh, but my favorite, Dustin, I'll give you my favorite first is because uh, <laughs> we don't have to say, we don't have to repeat all we of have to them. Do them all but yeah that no. would be unnecessary because there's like 10 of them and they're all it's like, all charming i actually i like the scene you know my, my favorite is the one kid who goes my dad doesn't do anything since the crash <laughs> <laughs> it's so grim <laughs> that was good mine's a kid who goes my dad's a psychologist who helps people who have lost their feelings and they're hurt and that's it. Yeah. That one's <laughs> funny like too. That. He says lost their feelings. Yeah, they lost their feelings and they're hurt and that, that's it. <laughs> Do you remember any uh Dave off the top of your head? No, I I just remember uh uh penis kid. Yeah. <laughs> Right, because his his dad was the gynecologist. Yes, yeah. So he gets to look at vaginas all day. I think, that's a at least for that, that that gives you some context to his like fixation, I guess. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Because right. it's like he just overhears this or whatever from just being around his dad, who's a gynecologist. Yeah. It's like my dad's a, gy- a gynecologist, and he looks at vaginas all day. <laughs> Also, they that kid is the- extremely adorable. Like, yeah, he is unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> uh, and his voice, the the tone of his voice is so cute, and it just like the way that it comes across is just hilarious. 
You ever seen Pet Cemetery? He's in Pet Cemetery, right? He's the little, he's Gage. He's the little boy. I have not. Uh, uh, but he, he's in a bunch of stuff actually. From he is. Yeah, he had a, he had a pretty big career when he was young. Well deserved. Yeah. <laughs> After he goes through all these kids, there's one kid who didn't come up. He's like hanging out in the back of the class with his back turned, and he's like, "Hey, who's that kid right there?" And these kids are just brutal to this kid. They go, "Oh, that's Zach," and they start calling him names and teasing Ca-ca him. Poo poo. Kaku poo 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 head and all that sort of stuff, and they're just they're rough. And to this he's kid. like that. He's not feeling it. He he's, he's not, got nope. he's his heart is starting to come through with this kid. Uh, this is the first time that it starts. The sensitivity, the empathy comes across when they start teasing him, and that the kid was not participating and hiding over mm-hmm. uh, on the side. And so he's like, because I mean, yeah, he wants to get this information. He wants to find out who this kid's dad is, but he's also like, this isn't. This is sad. And he like goes over and, and approaches him because the kid screams like, go away from me. Like he, he just wants nothing to do with it. Uh, but then they're interrupted by the fire alarm. They scramble. It's chaos. Uh, he's like grabbing kids under his arm and they're screaming. <laughs> and they uh, they it takes like it's revealed. It takes five, four minutes for them to eventually evacuate the building. And the principal says every grade but kindergarten improved their time. So this is horrible. <laughs> you guys all would have been. In, in a bad way if this was a real fire. Why so. was she so hard on him for failing this fire drill that he obviously would have no experience dealing with? <laughs> well, because she doesn't want him because that's what he says. She goes, she she grills him in the beginning. She's yeah. like, do you like, what? What is this? What is yeah. this nonsense that the police dispar- department spilled on me? They told me that you had experience. And she says later on when she's like spying in the class when he's like in the chaos and she says, a few more days and he'll just quit. So she like wants him out. And so she's just going to bury him every chance she gets. It's literally his second day. And she, she's like giving him a hard time for being slow on the fire drill. Seems a little, uh, a little unnecessary. But he had said he had, had teaching experience. That like, was it. Yeah, when they first meet at the beginning, she's like, do you at least have teaching experience? And he's like, they wouldn't have sent me here if I didn't. <laughs> he looks disappointed in himself, though. Like she comes yeah. at him and he's, he's just like <laughs> mopey. Yeah. Um, and then uh, at the end of the day, Zach is running to his car. Zach Sullivan is the kid, the gloomy kid. And he just like kind of casually like goes up and he's like, hey, are you Zach's mom? And she just speeds off. This is the plot line that I remember. I think it's the one that pe- most people probably remember, too. I do not. I did not have any memory of the main plot of this movie but i remembered this plot and i remembered what happened with this kid and how it Mm -hmm. wrapped up yeah Mm. phoebe's starting to feel better they decide to go to dinner she's like excited to eat Um, she (laughs) cannot even think about anything else he's trying to like give her notes about the case and she's like shut up she's like shut up Uh, yeah uh uh-huh sounds good yeah great (laughs) we we need to go where is the no one eat here where is the nearest (laughs) restaurant seriously um, so they, they go, they bump into Joyce, the teacher. It turns out that Joyce is Dominic's mother. Uh, he alluded that his mother was a teacher, that boy that roasted Arnold. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, who is this with you? And good thing that Phoebe can think quickly because he was out. He was done. Cover was blown. Yep. <laughs> she puts on an Austrian accent, poses as his sister. And then they, they say, you know, let's all, uh, let's eat dinner let's together. All, let's all eat dinner together. And it's a nice meal they sit down and eat phoebe is chowing down she's got she'll try everything basically oh yeah eventually arnold starts laying on the charm though he comes on with this um this very elaborate backstory he's talking about like he mimics what he said about his history as a cop he mimics that to his experience as a teacher 
my dad was a teacher. My yeah. mom was a whatever. My brother was a teacher. He's like, so I'm a teacher. And then he kind of like twists it his own way, talking about how you know, it's like I went to Arizona and I coached women's basketball and then I went to Kansas and then I was a science teacher for teenagers. But you know what? I just realized that by the time they're teenagers, you, you really can't have any effect on them. The kids were too old. So I decided I had to I had to teach kindergarten. kindergarten. And she's like, how long have you been teaching kindergarten? He's like, two days. It's my second day. Uh, <laughs> there's a good moment where he's like kind of talking about his backstory and he's got this kind of romantic tone to his, the way he's describing it. And she's like, well, what'd you, why'd you leave that behind? Uh, and Ursula, AKA Phoebe, <laughs> she's all, she's like mouthful of food, listening to him describe it like this. And she's like, yeah, why'd you leave it behind? <laughs> 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 Calling him out on the fact that he's being full of shit. <laughs> uh, but I she's thought that was comic funny. relief for sure. She's great. When they leave, when they wrap up dinner, Phoebe and Arnold have a conversation kind of down at the stock, kind of recapping the, the case or whatever. She's just like, I think you scored, man. And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, come on. I saw you guys had some chemistry. Like, I, I wasn't blind. I saw what was going down. And he's like, I'm just trying to figure out who this mom is. Okay. Like, I'm just, you know, trying to figure it out. And she's like, yep, okay. He's like, I can't, I can't keep going back to this classroom. It's torture. It's absolutely torture. And he's like deflated. Like he sits on this thing and he's like, I, I'm, and it doesn't sound like he's feeling like he's failing his job. It feel he sounds like he feels like he's failing the kids in this moment. Like this is the second time that you, I feel like you get him being like, I'm let I can't do this. I'm letting these kids down starts to be the turn and she says, it's like police work. You gotta, you gotta go in with no fear. No fear. That's the turning point. He says, all right, sounds like a plan. What do we get in the, in the morning, Dave? We get police school. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that triggered something in Arnold when she said, you gotta treat it like being a cop. So he decides he's going to use discipline to get these kids in line. And uh, he's got a big banner up behind him. He says, police school. He says, I'm going to be the sheriff. You guys are all my deputies. He busts out his whistle (laughs) and (laughs) and is trying to, you know, train these kids to respond to these uh, whistleblows. He He has some good lines here where he's like, you you know what you lack? It's discipline. (laughs) (laughs) no more having your mommies come and wipe your tushies no more going to the bathroom there is no bathroom (laughs) do you guys think about getting a whistle for your kids no this is how you're gonna start oh yeah if i could (laughs) if i could man if i could just blow that whistle and they fall in line great Uh, (laughs) he does it though like he gets them he gets them feeling like they're playing a game he's like i'm gonna blow this whistle you go grab a toy and you hear two whistles bring it back to the carpet and there's a funny moment where, again, she shines the little girl, Emma. She's like the lone straggler. And he comes up to kind of collect her. And she's like, he's like, get back to the carpet. And she's like, I'm not a policeman. I, I want to be a fairy princess. And he's like, go back to the carpet. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> she just has this sort of like really sweet, deflated just tone in her Very voice. Very much my daughter <laughs> is what I got from that. Her being like, I'm not a policeman. I'm a princess. And he's like, okay. Just go back to the carpet. And she's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that little girl's super cute. So police school is a massive success and it transitions to this wonderful montage of Arnold really starting to win over these kids. Uh, apparently this was one of his stipulations of actually accepting the role as he wanted demonstrations of physical fitness. 
and he wanted uh, uh, some aspect of that, which is why most of what you're seeing him do with these kids is it's running, it's jumping jacks, it's sit ups, <laughs> making <laughs> making them uh, jump through tires as if it's like basic yeah. training or whatever, and uh, cheering them on and giving them discipline and structure. And um, the kids are doing well. Eventually, they they're practicing the fire drill. There's a part where they're having a sit-up contest and Zach wins. And so now Zach's kind of the class hero. Apparently the class hero gets to hold the ferret uh, or, or just <laughs> ferret, not the ferret. <laughs> the thing's name is ferret. I like that they uh, they go out and they have like a marching uh, you know, tune that they sing together that you would assume he came up with. Uh, and all the kids yeah. are, are on board singing it. All the other teachers are watching them. And that's the thing, man. Like he's giving the kids their fu- his full attention and he's not concerned with how it looks or how it comes across or anything like that. And that's the way you got to be when you're working with kids. Yeah. I mean, he went from like, who is your daddy and what does he do? To, <laughs> like, you know, just straight up being the teacher for these kids. So I think you, you see that him growing as a, as a character from, where he was just coming in like, I just got to find out this info as quick as possible to to now he's actually helping these kids out. It's a little late in our run here for, for this show, but I'm like, I got to take better notes. I have a note here that just says this one kid is looking fly in the march. And I'm trying to remember, I think there's like one kid wearing like this, this like very like <laughs> oh, I got to I, I got to pull out. Let me take a look. <laughs> fashion forward trench coat. And he's just got like galoshes on and all the other kids are wearing classic 90s hand-me-down stuff that kids wear. And this like one kid is wearing like, I think he was in like the front row, if I remember right. He's like in the front right when they're doing the like the the kindergarten march chant when they're singing the song like kindergarten is the best or whatever. Um, yeah. I, I just can't remember. I just, I have a note that said this one kid looking fly. <laughs> I don't know who this is. But. <laughs> I don't even remember. Oh man, I gotta start taking better notes here. We got one episode left to make any adjustments. A little late in our run here, but yeah, I, I really like this uh, part here. It's heartwarming um, and just as as someone who has kids and who has to talk to kids all day long, my own kids is what I mean by that. But um, like you can just tell the difference between someone who, you know, doesn't have interest or can't can't talk to kids. You know, you you know, those people, Dave, you know, you have kids, too. Um, when your kids mm. are talking to someone and like the, the best that they got in response to the kids is like, oh, yeah, or like, uh-huh, <laughs> you know. This is where Arnold, I think, shows some of his own personality coming through and just that he loves giving attention to to these kids in this in this scene here. Uh, I think he's eating it up. I think he's having a good time. It feels oh, like he loved this. I think it feels you can feel him having a good time focusing these scenes with these kids. Like I'm sure he was literally the person getting them to do the things like you're seeing them do because he's doing it with them. He's like hula hooping with them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Another good, I mean, he loved this movie. There's a a recent interview he was in like within the last five years. I saw this. They were asked like, what's your, which they like rattle off all the classics and like, which one of these was your favorite movie? And he's like, the kindergarten cop. And they're like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) you were in Terminator. And he's like, yeah, but he said it was a ball just being with these kids. Uh, he was, he was, he's like, I had so much fun. And another example of Arnold wanting to take on challenges 
He took on comedies because it was something he had never done before, so he wanted to do it. He had a good time doing Twins, wanted to do another one after making an all-timer in Total Recall and was said, all right, I want to do that again, but what's harder? Oh, cool. We're going to wrangle up and try to make 30 kids act. That's going to be real tough. And he's like, cool, let's do that. And apparently just loved every moment Mm -hmm. of it and got like really close with these kids and uh, I thought that was cool. And then like you guys may have saw when the pandemic first started, there was a lot of um, various Zoom events going on where they were. uh, That was just like the thing when the pandemic first started and they had like Mm -hmm. a kindergarten cop reunion with a lot of the kids there um, who are now obviously like in their 30s and stuff like that. And they did it. It was through Yahoo Entertainment or whatever. And halfway through Arnold just shows up and they're all like, oh, my God, like Arnold showed up. He kind of zoom bombed him or whatever. I guess they got a hold of Arnold's <laughs> agent and was like, hey, would you want to do this thing? And he was like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, they, I guess they were nervous to ask him because they were, you know, right. Kindergarten cop, like Arnold's <laughs> Arnold, Arnold's like, Arnold. you know, yeah. we really want to ask his agent like, hey, you want to come do the zoom thing? Um, and apparently he was like super pumped about it. And I watched a little bit of it's like an hour long. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just watched a little bit with Arnold bit, but like to see all the kids now adults like stoked to be and he was like genuinely again genuine was like what are you guys doing now and they were like well I, you know, some of us do this and some of us do that and i don't think any of them act anymore but they were like you know I, i'm in this industry i'm in this industry and he was just like genuine and enamored the whole time i just i thought it was cool. yeah for sure for sure i think you can you can see his enthusiasm for what he's doing in this scene uh and it's just very you know it's very satisfying very heartwarming uh and the rest of the teachers are like stunned. They're like jaws on the floor watching him. Mm-hmm. The montage ends when it's time for story time. Uh, Dominic is kind of becoming his number one, you know, his uh, his deputy there. He's giving him all the insight. And he says like, hey, read this book and it'll put us all to sleep for nap time. And um, Arnold's a little taken aback. It's a book that his son loved. And they, they start asking him a few questions like, what about your son? And he just says, well, you know, I haven't seen him in seven years. He's 13. He lives with his mom now. And you can tell he's obviously broken up about it, giving him more backstory as to maybe why he threw himself into work. Dominic has a line where he says, or he's like, well, where is your son? He's like, he's with his mom. And they're like, oh, why aren't you together? Are you divorced? Uh, And they're (laughs) like, what does it mean to be divorced? Or something like along these lines, the conversation goes. And Dominic says, you get divorced when you don't want to be with your kids anymore. And he's like, why don't you want to be with your son anymore? And Arnold's like, Ugh. he's like, I don't really, that's not exactly the case, but uh, it was like really yeah. hard thing to turn the conversation from that. But he gets to reading and the ferret's just like chilling on the table while he's reading, <laughs> ferret, hanging out. Ferret. which is a good touch. Um, but yeah, definitely a emotional beat here. He has finds that he has some things that he needs to work through as a person mm-hmm. that maybe he had been burying inside of him as he threw himself into his work. Now working with these kids, he's confronting it in himself. So everyone falls asleep, including Arnold himself. He's taking a nap on his desk. Mark, how are you feeling about this next sequence here? <laughs> he's so he <laughs> doesn't appear to be sleeping yet. He's like up and looks like he's like grading papers or something. And the camera oh, pans right, to the right, side right. wherein literally slides old crisp <laughs> into the frame. It's like they got crisp on a yes. skateboard. Somebody's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> you just see like the top half of his body, like roll into frame. I was like, 
what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and he pulls his gun out and aims it, and you hear the bang of him firing into the window, and that's when Arnold wakes up. He had also fallen asleep, and he had a nightmare. And he's woken up just in time for Joyce to uh, step into the room, and she uh, wants, uh, wants to invite him to dinner. Joyce feeling feeling Arnold she's, can't blame him. You seen that polo he's wearing? She's uh, she's going for it. <laughs> can't and blame she's, her. I she's say. feeling the uh, you know the back and forth. You know they had the mm-hmm. dinner together. They've kind of made the eyes at each other a little bit. So she's uh, going to take a shot. She's going to say, "You want to come over for dinner?" And then he's like, "Yeah, sure." Uh, and then she's she she dips into Marnie territory here a little bit. Um, where she's uh, she's like, you got some stuff on your face. And she like <laughs> reaches her hand up and like wipes something off of his upper lip. And he he's like, it must have been the milk <laughs> or something like that. Like he's just like stunned right. and awkward. Uh, right. But they're both in this like this very like, you know, moment of being kind of like, head over heels or whatever. Uh, but it's, it's very goofy. But yeah, there she's inviting him to dinner. But after work, he goes back to the motel. Some Dave, what's he what's he here when he gets back to something the motel? Something is Dave? awry. Well, there's like a car outside of the oh, right. I guess like a a car that wasn't there before. And so like he gets out and he's got this like suspicious look like what's going on? Uh so he goes in Here's some noise happening. So he draws his gun because he wants to get ready in case Chris got there and somehow found out where he is. Like <laughs> that's that's the first thing in his mind. And is perhaps seducing Phoebe? Like these noises aren't exactly no. uh, mis- mistakable noises. Right, right, right. You know what's going on in that bedroom there, Arnold. He busts the door open <laughs> yeah. and he says freeze. <laughs> Uh, Phoebe is in the bed with a man and the man collapses onto the floor in terror. And she's like, no, 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 no. This is my fiance. He's here. It's cool. Don't worry about it. And Arnold is like, what? <laughs> what is happening? She, she's like, well, it's my birthday. He came up to surprise me. She has a plate of food on her lap. It's intense. <laughs> is this? a? <laughs> it's on her is- lap. They're both not clothed. Uh, he is like covering up himself with pillows on the f- that he's picked up off the bed, and I love that he reaches over to shake his hand. I would have been like, "It's cool, it's cool, man." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll shake your hand later. Yeah, because he like he drops the one pillow, and he, he's like one pillow on the front, one pillow on the back, and like drops the back pillow to like shake his hand. It's like, oh, oh. And then, <laughs> been like it's cool. That's it. Yep. Like yes, I don't no. know. Don't. No. <laughs> what's uh, Mark? I got to ask. What's the, what's the better, postcoital meal? Is it this plate of pasta that Phoebe has, or or is it the giant ham sandwich and celery and glass of milk that Ginger gets for Matt and Terminator? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, she passes this pasta off right to Arnold. Uh, so I don't know. She said it was her favorite, but uh, <laughs> I don't remember that scene in Terminator. But I'm gonna have to say the sandwich sounds. This better sandwich was ridiculous <laughs> during the or during our Terminator episode. We kind of remarked about how we were like, "Is that what you're doing right after that? You're going out and making this massive sandwich <laughs> like with, like celery, peanut butter, and a huge glass of milk, six inches tall." <laughs> Like a, it was like a, I think Mark said it. He was like, "It's like a Scooby sandwich." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a 
amazing. Definitely better. This pasta looked kind of bland. Like <laughs> there was like no sauce. It was like straight up just noodles. Like you didn't see anything. She was literally <laughs> like eating it as it's, yeah. things were going down. Uh, but yeah, um, she, she finds out this is my fiance. He came up to visit me. He's a chef. And Arnold's like, you're marrying a chef. And she's like, yes. And he's like, perfect. Okay, <laughs> I've got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few scenes that kind of go next unless you guys can correct me if i'm wrong but i think these go pretty quick one is the it's a continuation of the zach storyline he finally catches up right oh, he, he, he knows her. that she's not about it so he he gets there like walks zach to the bar gets yeah. there and he's like i've been calling you haven't been answered she's like oh yeah sorry i've just been busy he goes well how about right now and she says zach go go play So Zach goes away. And before Arnold even has a chance to say anything, she just kind of blurts out, listen, I know what this is probably about. You, you probably saw the marks on his knees or the, or or on his legs and his dad's in counseling and we're working on it. And you know, you don't need to involve the school board. You don't need to do anything. We're working on it. And if he wasn't in counseling, I would understand if you wanted to involve the the school district, but I really don't think it's It's going to make things worse. She says, you're just going to make matters worse. If you do that, he's, he's in, he's in therapy. It's, it's, it's not a problem. Arnold stunned, rightfully so, obviously like rightfully so, uh, stunned and just lets her know that if he does it again, he's going to press charges and that's that. Well, yeah. And she is an interesting character and I can't tell if she's just like, because she's been living in fear for so long that she's this way, or if she's actually maybe more a part of the problem than we get led on to or informed of. Cause he leaves and he like walks over, pats Zach on the head a little bit. And she's just like staring out ahead. And she just says, Zach, and like telling him it's time to go. My vibes were, she's, lives in fear. That was my vibe that she lives in fear and that she's a victim of this as well. And she just sort of is yeah, for sure. Paralyzed by her own fear and stuff like that. And that's why she's not a preventing it or anything like that. I don't think she's actively contributing to the abuse, but she has some tone with Zach. That's a little like odd, especially when she calls him back to the car and when he sits in the car and Arnold is like there and she's like, Zach. And he's like, I didn't know he was following me or something like that. So like they had apparently had some type mm. of conversation about avoiding having any types of talk. So, um, yeah. And she does get more defensive the next time we see her. But, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. that'll come. And then um, after that, we see Cindy from the beginning, the original testimony, Cindy scoring some drugs. She scores some. Yeah. She scores some drugs. The guy that sold her the drugs goes back to the edge of his shop and then out comes Chris's Chris mom and says that, Hey, I made sure you're uh, we did it. Made sure your girl got her stuff, the stuff that you wanted me to make sure that she got it. So, and that's that you, you kind of just know what's happening, right? Like, you know, what's happening at that yeah. point. You're like, okay, yep, that's pretty obvious. So Arnold returns to his place where he's getting ready to head out on his date. And, uh, oh no, Arnold is there. Uh, Phoebe returns to the place and she's like, Hey, I got some flowers, got some wine for you to take, uh, take with you. And he's like, I'm not doing that. Like I good wing man. I Phoebe looking out. He's like, I can't do that. I'm just going, I'm just, I just got to go and get what info I can get. You know, I can't be too like, you know, over the top about this. Can't be, Hey, romantic interest aside, man, you can't be showing up empty handed. Phoebe's no. got your back. Someone invites you to dinner, whether you have romantic feelings or not, you don't show up empty handed. Come on now. No. What are Come we on. doing? Yes. She's right. Uh, and so 
he's off to the he's off to dinner. This house is pretty dope. House is super dope, and that's why that's his first like whoa. Like someone who stole three million dollars could probably afford this house. So a little bit of a red flag there. She says, "Oh, this isn't my house. The person who lives here lets us stay here. We got a good setup going. Blah 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 blah." He's not uh, buying Dominic. It. <laughs> no, He's Dominic like, oh, shows. So it must be a nice friend you have there. Right, right. Dominic shows uh, him his setup outside, his little fort. Mm-hmm. He's got his laser setup, and he's got this <laughs> lingering anxiety of bad guys coming to get them. When I was a kid, I remember being very jealous. Of, well, not really jealous because I used to play in the woods too, but I remember thinking this uh, this like area he had was like cool. Like it's like a it's mm-hmm. like a kid den, you know. It's all just like yeah. random kid stuff. But I remember when I was younger, like I was like, car seats yeah, I was like, like oh, that, that setup he's stuff. got, that little clubhouse he's got is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> he points out this tower in the distance, and he says, "I need to get my lasers up there. That's really going to keep the bad guys away." So, and Arnold's like, I'm "Not sure what you're talking about here, but." Sounds a little worrying. Yeah, you can sense the trauma. He's just like, the bad guys are coming. And if they come again, we're going to have to leave. Like, we're going to have to just sort of to bolt. So that sets off his, uh, he's concerned. So he starts like snooping through the house. Very, very full, very boldly snooping through this house. Like, not even just like, let me peek in the closet. He's just like, I'm going right to her bedroom. (laughs) Into her bedroom, into her closet. Like, he sniff her panties at one he, he opens the panty drawer and he like looks through. He, he lifts them up. It's very odd. Uh, he he get a little close to his face. I feel uh, maybe hey, you're the one. Who, he takes a. Uh, I don't know. You're the one who's got weird. the video in the background, Dave. You're following along as we record this. Oh yeah, let me. <laughs> you can tell us. Oh yeah. The other thing I thought was funny is he looks in. Uh, the kid's bedroom and he's got Ghostbuster sheets. Yep, Ivan Reitman. Mm-hmm. Which yep. I was like, yeah, that's I, <laughs> pretty funny. I, I like, so. when I was watching my partner, I was like, hey, you know why he's got Ghostbuster sheets? And she's like, no. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, because Ivan Reitman directed both of those movies. She's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, we're like, oh, oh Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> and you know why it's Ghostbusters? She's like, okay, well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the snooping here is intense. He is like, I'm going all out with this. But right, so he doesn't he doesn't sniff him, but he definitely lifts her underwear out of the drawer. <laughs> I, was gonna which say, is I don't like, remember oh, yeah. a sniff. Like that's a little <laughs> that's intense for the He lifts it up to his he lifts it up to his face, but he it's it's that's not an, like a uh, sniff, uh, sniff would have been a little much for this movie, I think. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh he, he the the snooping continues from him snooping the house to snooping this conversation with her. Well, good thing uh, Dominic catches him. Well, Dominic catches him and not her, because if it was her, she might have been like, I think I need to call the the police. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, Dominic's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I got really lost. (laughs) And he's like, follow me, silly. And then they have dinner. The kid goes to bed and then they're sitting down, having their wine and, and talking next to a fire. And he's, grilling her <laughs> he's like and she she's like very open um but she just kind of admits that you know her her husband was a bad man they had to get away she doesn't want to see him anymore and arnold oh, she has says he moved to where, france right yeah well that's she what says, uh, i told dominic, dominic had been that, saying yeah. yeah and he's like she's like yeah listen he's a really bad guy and arnold like leans in narrows his eyes and he goes but it's it's a good thing he's in France, right? Yeah. 
Like, just come on now. <laughs> Give me what I want to know. He also hits her with like, hey, Dominic's been saying some things that are like, I yeah. think he remembers that. And she's like, oh, God damn. I thought he didn't remember any of that. That's sucks. He's worried about these bad guys. He's worried about having to run away. Uh, and yeah, and then she's like, yeah, my husband was bad news. And he's like, well, it's a good thing. She's, he's in France. Right. And she's like, he's not in France. <laughs> <laughs> I just said that cause I didn't, <laughs> didn't know what to say. Uh, and so he's like, all right, I, this is adding up now. I got the math is working out here. I think we're, we're on to Doesn't something. Doesn't this feel like a much better time to now discuss the truth? Like, it's pretty much laid out in front of you. This is the moment when you're in a peaceful setting. Dominic's not here. It's not high stress. This is when you hit her with the, hey, I know this is going to be really hard to hear, but I'm an undercover cop, blah, 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 blah. I don't think so, because I don't think he knows yet, and he definitely wants to run it by his partner. All right. I'll I'll take the respect for Phoebe angle, but the, like, this is pretty obvious at this point that she's the, it's, she's the mark. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. But then as we see... You know, soon when he does talk to her about it, there's other options still, too. Right. He still I think he still thinks that maybe well, not Zach anymore because the father becomes. Yeah, he confirmed that it's not. I think they're still maybe ruling out the Sylvester. Oh, no, because she mentioned. Never mind. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, no, he's that's definitely on the list. The the woman uh, with the kid who looks up the paintings. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, That's the because that's part of the conversation they have in a little bit. But um. I think it, no, I wouldn't, this, I don't think it would have been the right time, but he should have done it. I don't know. It all works out. Of course. <laughs> but I feel like uh, it was but, the best time, but I guess not. Um, yeah. But they're back. But the, there's still 45 minutes of movie they need to yeah, yeah, yeah. fill yeah. out this, to yeah. this, pad this time. And they pad it by going back to the school auditorium where they are practicing the school play in which the kindergarten class apparently does the Gettysburg address every year. Uh, very sweet. The kids are all practicing various, um, Lines from the Gettysburg Address. Did Lincoln have four fathers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one is, he's like, no, but he had two mothers. Uh, one of them died, and the kid just steps down and he goes, "I that's knew this it." This kid, that's the moment when he hams it up so hard. He like, he's like, I know what my character is. I know what my routine is, and he, because he's on like the third or fourth row of these risers, and he makes a point yeah. to like shimmy his way to the front so he can stand <laughs> and just emphatically. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, well, then he sees uh, Phoebe over to the side calling him over and Arnold's like, okay, I'm going to go over there. Uh, you guys just uh, walk in a circle for a little bit. I'll be right back. <laughs> Do marching That's drills. the only instruction. Marching <laughs> drills. Uh, but Phoebe tells him like, hey, I checked out that story. You know, it's right. Like uh, that, that house does belong to some other dude. She just pays rent. I checked all her accounts. She's got like a thousand dollars at most. She does not live like someone who has $3 million. That's, I don't think that she's the one it's, you know, gotta be someone else. And he's like, okay, you know, whatever. He's like, no, it's, it's, it's still probably her. And she's like, no, I think you just want it to be her because then you can have the whole, your whole shtick with it that you can save her and all of that. Meanwhile, in walks, uh, the woman from that first uh, scene. Sylvester's mom. Sylvester's mom. She's got a mini horse and bicycle. She's like, <laughs> I'm not a baker, but I brought this stuff to give away at the raffle. And Phoebe is like, this is obviously our front runner. Is it not? The woman who's clearly flaunting her cash around. Well, I thought that too. But uh, then with- doesn't Phoebe say something like, 
Well, there's, she has a funny line, but I forget how they get there. She's like, cause he's like, she's like, oh, who's that? And he's like, oh, well, yeah, it's, you know, it's really sad. Her husband left her for another man. And I was waiting for Phoebe to be like, you believe that? But instead she goes, what are you getting soft on me? <laughs> I, I think she was like basically being like, you know, that still mean this is still an oh, option, right? right? Yeah, that makes- <laughs> is what is the vibe that I got from it? She was like, "This is clearly the front runner," oh, and okay. you're like, interpre- "Clearly ignoring." My interpretation it. was more like when Arnold's line delivery felt like, like he actually like he yes. felt so bad for her that that thing would happen to her, and that's when she was like, "What are you getting soft on me?" Yeah, but you're probably, <laughs> yes. your your read is probably again as always probably accurate. <laughs> that was my thought on it that he was like he had thrown that out of his mind and she was like come on (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the mini horse is hilarious (laughs) (laughs) no one wants to win the mini horse (laughs) absolutely not that's an obligation that's not a prize uh but uh so there he walks his students back to the class i think he has another moment with joyce here where she's like i had such a great time last night Thanks so much. Like, let's, you know, keep, keep this thing going. Kids are loving it. They're all giggling. They're like, their kids are laughing at them. And uh, Zach shows up a little late. Zach shows up a little late. Arnold says, Hey, you know, his mom says, sorry, he's late. Car wouldn't start. And then she rushes off and he goes to just sort of guide Zach in the classroom, touches his back. And Zach winces, has a fresh bruise on the back of his neck. And that's enough for Arnold. Burst out of the school. He told told her what was going to happen. This is the capital A moment for me. So he, Bursts out of the school, just confronts her. He's like, what's with the new bruise? And he's like, I told he you. He fell down the stairs. And she, he goes, that's all what you guys all say. She's like, I don't have to explain myself to you. And he looks in the distance and there's the dad getting in the car. So he just comes right up to the dad. Hey, how you doing? You must be the Mr. Kimball we hear so much about. You hit the kid. I hit you. You bastard. For me, that's capital A. You know, Mark has mentioned how yeah. moments of kindness go very far for him. Moments of child abusers getting beat up go very far for me. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's a pretty heavy part in this movie mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, it's supposed to be this comedy and you have this kid that's like being abused. And, well, it's an, I mean, you know how he's going to deal with it. This movie, thing. it's a family movie, but there's intense stuff in here. And I don't know, you might have saw the one quote where Arnold feels like, they feel he feels like maybe the movie would have made twenty five million dollars more. That was his estimate. If it was even more family friendly, he thinks the violence kept a lot of families and stuff away. And interestingly enough, I watched the just before we jumped on tonight. I did watch the Cisco and Ebert episode on this, and they both they both really liked mm-hmm. the movie actually. But they mentioned they were like, just because it says kindergarten cop and it features kids, like maybe don't bring your kindergarten to kindergartner to this because there's some some serious stuff in here, you know, so yeah, take the, yeah. take the PG 13 rating seriously and, you know, exercise discretion. This is the plot that as a child, not as a kindergartner, but whenever I watched it as a kid, this is the, the plot that stayed in my brain, you know, for whatever that's worth, whatever that means. I agree. Um, the whole Dominic thing and crisp I have zero <laughs> memory of crisp from my childhood watching this movie. But I remember the kid with the bruise. I remember Arnold wrecking this dude being like this intense. Yeah. 
He would have destroyed this guy. He wasn't done, but like all these people were like coming out now. He was going to obliterate him, but he was like, nah, you're not worth it. Also, I feel like he probably could have gotten in a lot of trouble. For- no, <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. It just be beating up parents, but you know. <laughs> well, so and then it cuts to one of our best yes, scenes. I love the principal and the principal also, scene is great. We go from from that to I think one of the best mm-hmm. scenes of the I would movie. Agree. <laughs> Dave, tell us what how this conversation goes with the principal after uh, their kindergarten teacher just beat the <laughs> shit out of one of the parents. Yeah, well, he he feels like he's getting in serious trouble. He's like, oh, like this is this is it. This is going to be the end. I forget what she says exactly, but she's like running into him, like you feel like she's leading up to like, all right, like so you know you're done, you know. <laughs> She's like, I, I looked I looked you up and you don't have any experience as a teacher. You've never taught before. And I saw you bring this whistle out and try to lead the kindergartners by blowing a whistle. And she's calling out all of these things that she was like, these are not things you're supposed to do as a teacher. And you were doing all of them. And uh, and then she says, but so one way or another, I do like, she's like, I thought it was a little crazy that you brought in a ferret. Yeah, but the kids yeah. seem to like it. It doesn't matter if the kids seem to like it. There's no way you're letting a ferret into a kindergarten classroom. <laughs> the kids seem to like it. She's like, all this crazy stuff you were trying, uh, it all it all worked. And then she has her a great line where she says, listen, I have no idea what kind of police officer you are, but you are a very good teacher. Great line. Great line. And great moment for her character. And she's like, we got your back. Like, we're going, we're, this dude's getting in trouble and you're going to keep teaching. And that's what we're going to do. And so as he's getting ready to leave the room, she's like, I got one last question for you. Just <laughs> be honest with me. <laughs> How did it feel to hit that son of a bitch? Pretty good. <laughs> he's like, it felt great. <laughs> I, love, felt great. <laughs> I love when he ultimately leaves. And she's like, yeah. Yeah. I love when he ultimately leaves and she shuts the door and then she just punches the air and she's yeah. <laughs> she throws that punch into the air. Yes. Very good moment for her character. <laughs> and then we cut to the witness is dead. Toast, man. Mm. She got some, some bad, I guess, bad drugs, some bad stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so because of that their case has fallen through. Val Kilmer is free. Val Kilmer is free. Is that how it works? Like, if you're, like, accused of a crime and, like, a witness dies, they're just, like, you're out. Nothing yeah. else to talk I about here. Like, we're not going to have a trial. You're just going. We have literally <laughs> nothing else to talk about. Yeah, I don't know. I guess because I guess his case or charges were thrown out because they don't have a case or any evidence against them is how they positioned it, I guess. I don't know. But so he's got he's released. He's thrilled about that. And um we get the we get the the festival. They're back at yeah. the festival, and the Gettysburg Address is going on, and there's all sorts of there's a carnival. This is a very big festival, man. This is a big fair. Yeah, a lot of people here. Everybody's coming out. The Gettysburg Address goes off without a hitch. Arnold's class <laughs> crushes it. The principal comes up and is like, she gives this speech of, you know, we've been blessed with this awesome substitute, Mr. Gimble here. He's really crushed it, and uh, even though he's a substitute. 
really hoping he'll accept our offer to stay on full time. <laughs> I just have a note that says R.I.P. Mrs. Hagley. This, yeah. <laughs> this poor woman. <laughs> lost Teaching her job. all these 20 years. It's in 25 years. It's shit canned because they need to do this undercover cop investigation. And they're not going to call her back. They like this guy. So they're like, sucks to suck, Mrs. Hagley. You're out. Tough beat. Oh, good. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> she's literally like we want him to stay everybody cheer for him everyone's cheering and then we cut to downtown the streets of astoria as crisp and his mom show up in town and man this movie is just not as good when they're no purpose. they're the worst part of it and he's so weird like why, why is he so, so weird? weird why does he have to be so weird i don't buy this guy being like a, a drug runner for a moment <laughs> they needed to do a different person for this bad guy and a, like a whole different character. Who's that guy that Paul Verhoeven brought in to, to write the 48th draft of Total Recall? They needed to get this guy in here to punch yeah, up this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is so weird and he gets weird right away as he walks into this toy store or something as this guy is trying to buy a toy for his kid, picks it up. He's like, I'll just pack this up for you right now. And, and then he's like, oh, hold on. It's your lucky day because I'm going to give you twice as much as what they're going to charge you for. And I'm just going to buy it right off of you after you buy it. And he's like, uh, you're weird. Um, <laughs> so let's just not talk anymore. How about that? Uh, and he's like, he's literally like, no, I'll t- listen, man, like I'll give you four times. You could buy your kid something better than this. And he's like, dude, this is super weird. You're very strange and I'm uncomfortable. Please leave. (laughs) It's like very odd, like his approach here. And then they're like, okay, no, we're just going to sell it to this guy. Go away. And then as he's leaving, he has this, he's still weird. I just don't understand why he's so fixated uh, fixated on this gift. He doesn't even know his son. No, it doesn't make any sense. And then as he's leaving, he still has to be weird and be like, hey, I tried, right? You can't blame me for trying, right? Like, and everyone's like, get out of here. Fucking wacko. The the clerk and the guy buying the, it's like a Hot Wheels thing, is like, they they hit him with the tourists. And that felt like a very, like, 90s joke to me. I don't know if this is like a memory that I just misremembered, but I feel like goddamn tourist was like a joke that I heard in everything when I was a kid. And you, Uh, I I just don't hear it anymore. All right. I'm glad you guys have some memory of that. It's not just some like weird memory that I have, but I feel like calling people tourists was like, was like the the in in insult back uh back in the day yeah yeah very very weird yeah why is he so obsessed with this toy yeah so crisp has now been out not only is he out he's in astoria he goes over to the pharmacy or wait well the pharmacy comes comes, comes, comes in the middle here but uh phoebe yeah. calls calls arnold over and he's like isn't this great i'm having a great time this this party's awesome and she's like dude we're blown it's over it's a wrap we gotta do <laughs> this right dead. now <laughs> He's like, we're, we got to do this right now because he's out. He's on his way here now for sure. And he's like, oh, man, that sucks. And right as they're having this intense moment, she comes strolling up. Pretty to slow turnaround time, though, right? Like Cindy dies. He has enough time to get to Astoria before they even find out that Cindy died. The events. Yeah. The way that this. I don't know, man. No cell phones or something. I don't know. <laughs> I guess, I guess. Yeah. they just only check in like a couple times a day. To but be, somehow like, she found out at the fair, before. or did she just show up late to the fair? I don't Phoebe. know. 
it is weird. It is definitely weird that they're already there and they don't know that he's out. Right. Like, right. I feel like once he's out, someone would have to be like, get Arnold on the phone now. Right. <laughs> the guy is out. <laughs> Um, but this in, this scene is intense. She's like, hey, it's time, man. We got to break it to Joyce. And she, she and comes they, up and she's like, Ursula, so good to see you. And they're just like, whoop. Uh. <laughs> like looking at each <laughs> other. And they're like, hey, listen, I'm a cop. Crisp she's is coming. Ursula. Uh, and she like Ursula. drops her accent and everything. We're and cops. Crisp is coming. Joyce gets super pissed. Rightfully so. She takes it real bad, real rough. She goes and collects Dominic and was like, well, she's like, I can't believe this. You guys ruined my life here. And they're like, you no, we can help you. You got to tell us where the money is. And she's like, there is no money. And then she runs off to go get Dominic. And she's like, not interested in talking with them anymore. Did I like fall asleep or do they never actually explain where the money went? Oh, they do explain do they? where the money went. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, in like six, seven minutes here when they're back in uh, Joyce's house, she's like, there was no money. He told people that I took money so that people would oh, follow okay. me. Gotcha. People would try to get get to me. Gotcha. That um, makes sense. Yeah. So there was never money. She just got. She just wanted to get right, away. She storms off, and he's like, as she's driving away in this scene that we are at, where he talks about, they're like, just give us the money, and she's like, there is no money. He just wants Dominic, and that's when she speeds away. So that um, is true. It is true. They follow. They go. He goes back to the house and Joyce is like frantically packing and somehow she's managed to lose Dominic. I feel like. Yeah, you would be like, stay next to me all the time. Heat of the moment stuff. But that kid is handcuffed to you, basically, like if we're if we're in that much of a flurry. Yeah, she, he's not there. And and Arnold's like, I'm, I really want to help you. And she's like, you ruined everything. If he gets his hands on him, I'm going to kill you because you did this. You brought this here. And she is, yeah, uh, she's like, I don't know where Dominic is. I can't find him. He said he was going to do something with his lasers. And you, the audience, <laughs> and Arnold both know right away, yeah. this kid's going to be in a bad spot in like <laughs> one minute here. When he so they go to this tower and he's trying to climb up the tower that he had told Arnold, Arnold that he was going to put the mega laser on to like keep the bad guys away or whatever, and as expected he slips and falls. I, this is a funny moment where it's like a little boy who's probably four feet tall at most climbing up a prop ladder of some sorts falls and it's like clearly like a stuntman like wearing the same garb who's <laughs> like suddenly like five eight <laughs> just like hanging from this tower uh which is good and he's but he's you know he's screaming he's very scared and arnold climbs up and rescues him just at the last moment and uh they take him back to the house and, and tuck him in you know? uh before that happened we missed one thing Uh-oh. which was crisp following up with the guy who bought the toy oh yeah yeah as the guy's putting uh, yeah. it in his truck, he approaches him again. He's like, hey, man, I got $200 cash for you right here. And the dude, he puts it in his pocket. Like he breaches and puts it in the guy's shirt pocket. And the dude takes it out and he's like, get the fuck away from it's me, like, you what's fucking your weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, look, man, you should have taken the money, basically. And he just like knees him in the gut and then grabs his head and slams it into the door and takes the toy away very obsessed with this toy like there was no literally no other toy on the earth that he could imagine getting for him uh but uh yeah so he got the toy and that was it i just don't know why he always has his expression and why he's always squinting like open your eyes dude come on (laughs) what's your deal (laughs) he's so odd such a weird psycho 
Yeah, he being a super weirdo obsessed with this toy, he but he's got the toy now. It's all nice and gift wrapped. And he goes to the pharmacy and he's, he runs into his mom. He's like, look, I got this nice toy for Junior, ma. Uh, <laughs> and he looks and she's buying like $80 worth of children's aspirin, antihistamines. And then he looks and there's like a rectal thermometer. <laughs> and he's like, ma, what is all this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> That's where you get that idea that like... Because he says something like, oh, well, you know, you, you gave me all this stuff when I was a kid and, you know, it didn't help all at stuff. all. Didn't, I, was, I was fine. You gave me all this stuff. And she goes, that's why you were fine. And then he like squinty eye looks up <laughs> <laughs> and he, he says to the clerk or whatever. Says without moving his mouth. He's like, yeah, without moving his mouth. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys, I'm, I'm looking at myself doing my facial impression of Chris right now. Now you know how he, it feels every time I do the Ventura impression. <laughs> he goes, he goes, <clears throat> well, how can you argue with that? And like that's it. It's like so weird. Oh, terrible. Oh, I hate that. Uh, you do a great crisp impression, Mark. Why is his name Chris? Crisp. Crisp. So then we get back and Arnold has this scene with Joyce and it's kind of also kind of awkward, but I mean, it's okay. Like he's opening up to her. He's like, my fam, I, I, I blew it with my family. They're gone. I lost my wife. My son is away. She doesn't want me to have anything to do with him anymore. But I'm not going to let that happen to you. Uh, and he's basically like... He flat out says, he's like, I don't want to lose you and Dominic. I was like, that's, he's like, that's coming uh, on strong, man. We're all family now. <laughs> we're he's family like, now. You guys are now my family. I have, <laughs> I have taken you over into my family. Damn, Arnold, and, that's uh, pretty forward. She's, she's into it because my next note is... <laughs> my next note is smoochy smoochy because <laughs> it's she went from like screaming at him for bringing this over to him being like we're a family now and she's like yes we are <laughs> yeah. so in my recollection the the tower scene was like a lot of the climax i remember the real climax but for some reason i thought the the tower scene was like after or whatever because i was like kind of surprised they had this like he rescues him tucks him into bed and then he's like then they just go back to work the next day uh, because I think they're at this point now Phoebe's with them because they're in the school they go back to work the next day but now Phoebe's mm. there and he's like don't worry we're gonna be all eyes we'll be here we just you know as soon as he shows up we're gonna we're gonna bag him you know and yeah I think that the whenever she said he said something about getting his lasers I might when she said that I was like oh shit this is going to be intense because yeah. um, he's going to be climbing this huge tower. Uh, and Arnold is like, oh, my God, it ends up being, you know, he isn't even like that high up the tower. He's like maybe like 10 feet up, maybe 15 feet up or something. But I thought they were going to be like, no, he's like way up there. You guys got to rescue him. This is dangerous. He's like about to fall. They kind of go pretty quick over that. And then we get to the yeah, they go back to the school for the for the climax but i th i thought they were giving us this climax at the tower yeah. i agree that i mm. like i was feeling the tension for it yeah and then it, it does kind of sizzle a little bit but they go into the class and phoebe starts to give like a stranger danger lesson she teaches them the, you know the importance of arnold laughs at her like talking to the kids and he's like you're on you now uh, and he's like i know how these kids are so because the penis kid comes up and gives <laughs> gives her the line and she's just like well i'm glad you taught him the basics that's well, the basics. i think what's hilarious about that is like after the kid says the line he starts like pumping both like, yeah. <laughs> 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 kids are cracking up <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Christ. That's hilarious. You're like, kid, that line is going to be way funnier to your classmates in seven years. <laughs> yeah. Those 14 year olds. Yeah, say it again. Say it to the new team. Say it to the substitute. <laughs> So, yeah, she's doing the Stranger Danger lesson. Very apt, uh, you know, timing for it, I guess. And who is meeting with the principal but Crisp? It's terrible name. It's terrible name. They should have done literally anything other than Crisp. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you know, he's being really weird. Super weird. He's like about his son. He's, he's like, my son doesn't. reads and writes. He like, he conjures a story about like, he doesn't say like, oh, yeah, my son... Because she's like, oh, it's kind of that's pretty remarkable that you know most yeah, kindergartners she, don't read. And he's like, well, he like, yeah, reads that's pretty crazy. He reads and speaks twelve languages and plays. He's like, I taught him myself. Piano, uh, he is a great athlete. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, all right, you weirdo. She walks over to the kindergarten room where he sees Dominic. He knows it's Dominic. He would recognize him. You know, he knows it's his kid. Uh, they're wrestling with Arnold and you know whatever, and he kind of like ducks out of the way whenever he sees him in there, so that they don't they don't see him. But uh, he's like, all right, they're here, and he pops out, talks to his mom in the car, smoking a cigar, getting a ton of smoke in his car, and she's like, that's bad for the baby. Come on. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, I'm going in. I'm gonna go get him. And how does he do it, Dave? It just cuts to him in the in the library, and he just starts like shredding up like kids' drawings. And stuffing them in in between the books, and then starts spraying lighter fluid all over the books and sets it ablaze. Why does he have just a thing of lighter fluid with him? I think he's planning to start a fire. Yeah, I think he knew that's what he was going to do. All right, he must have because. But that's your plan, dude. You're just going to burn the school down. Like, let's hope they're going to burn the school down, throw it into chaos, and and scoop the kid while everything's going. I understand the creating chaos, but yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's rough. It's rough. And so fire alarms go off. And, you know, at at this point, this is the third time that we as the viewer have seen this kindergarten class go through fire drill related (laughs) things. So they're ready. They're as ready as anyone's going to be. But so it's dinging and he's like, oh, it's probably just a fire drill. Weird that they're doing that on my second day here and my fourth day here. But uh, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they do it twice a week for all I know. Uh, And he's like, Phoebe, go out, uh, take a look. Uh, I'll get everyone ready. She opens the door and there's just smoke everywhere. And she's like, we got to go. There's definitely a real fire. Question. Yes. Have you guys experienced fires? Yes. Yeah. My parents' house caught on fire once. I was asleep I just remember my mom's like, uh, like shaking me awake and she's like, come on, come on. We got to get out of here. That is terrifying. How old were you? I was probably like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I was like maybe like 13 or something like that. And I remember running downstairs and we passed the kitchen and it's just like a blaze. Like there's oh my God. like all these like, uh, you know, all you the cabinets are on fire and everything like that. Yeah. And it was like mainly localized in the kitchen though. And so... I remember I was like, oh, I know we have like a fire extinguisher somewhere. So like I went to like go try and find the fire extinguisher to see if I could put it out and I couldn't find it. So I was like, all right, we just (laughs) got to get out of here now. By that point, like the fire trucks had rolled up and, you know, they were going and putting out the fire. It was a grease fire. So like my mom was like cooking something and she went in the other room to take a phone call and then like she heard like crackling came back and like the grease had caught on fire and like set on the... uh, the cabinets above the the stove on fire or something like that. So yeah, it was nuts. Like, and there was like four fire trucks that showed up and everything. And yeah, I was like old enough to like definitely like hold my own 
in in the situation, at least to the point where I was like, I got to help. Like, I got to try and like put this out. So, but well, see, get a fire extinguisher for your house. Yeah, no uh, doubt. I, I knew we had one. I couldn't find it when it when it really came down to it. And, you know, luckily the, the fire department showed up like real quick. So it was just like some damage to the kitchen and uh, a little bit. There's like a bathroom on the other side that that they had, that got damaged too. So uh, horrible experience for my parents, I'm sure, as homeowners. I didn't quite grasp that at my my age. I was just like, well, fire trucks. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, my parents' house caught on fire last year at Christmas. So almost one year ago when we were all there, all my brothers and all of our kids at my parents' house had this fire in the fireplace and the chimney caught on fire. And we were sitting down. I had just purchased... Ernest saves Christmas because you can't stream it anywhere. So we had, we were trying to figure out how to watch it and I was like, I'll just buy it. So I bought it, I press play and we're like two minutes in sitting. The fire is next to us and then smoke starts pouring in from the wall. And I was like, uh, what's going on? Meanwhile, literally the whole side outside of the house was in flames. Oh my God. And then we were like, Oh my gosh, get the kids go down the, my wife ran downstairs to grab the baby and it, we took all these kids out. We opened the front door of the house and like the, the whole front was just smoke everywhere. Like you could not see like a few feet in front of you. And we got everyone into the, the vans and my doors were like frozen shut. So I'm like trying to open the side doors of my, of the van to get the kids in it. And that's the the driveway is like right next to where the side of the house that was on fire. So all my kids are just staring at this house. Oh in my god! Flames, just like ah! <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's crazy. yeah. There's smoke in this hallway, and I was like, "God damn, fires! Yeah, They're scary." Which is why it's crazy to light a school on fire. It's yeah. insane. It's insane to light a school on fire. This dude taking it to the next level, which again I think shows like not really knowing what you want to do with like, how bad is this bad guy? Like, is right. he just kind of like a drug dealer? Or is he the type of person that's willing to like, you know, risk the lives of an entire school <laughs> just, just to, to get, like, his son, yeah. get his one kid back. So. Smoke inhalation can fuck you up, man. Like <laughs> these kids, these kids with this smoke in there, that doesn't have to take long, man. And they could be fucked up. Yeah. So yeah, fire's bad. He sets this place on fire. They go running out. The kids are freaking out a little bit, but they're keeping it together because they've been trained for this. Uh, you know, they're ready for this. Uh, Dominic, he gets the he gets ferret, the ferret <laughs> named ferret, uh, puts it in his shirt and and goes out. The sprinklers start to rain and people are getting wet. Kids are getting wet. Arnold's trying to keep his eye on Dominic because I think he kind of knows what's probably happening here. Uh, but he just, you know, he's really also trying to get all these kids together. So he guides them out. Dominic's kind of falls back a bit and Crispo, he grabs them. These other kids see it happen. They look at him and they call it out immediately. Stranger. 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 This is that thing that you like. That they had that lesson. They did. Literally right before this happened. 15 seconds beforehand. And this is like (laughs) a thing that you only see in movies. The sprinklers are going off. Like the entire school is just like. The entire sprinkler system's going off, which apparently it like doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> right, because it's raining on like the where there's no fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Arnold goes after him right away because he's, you know, now he knows exactly what's happening. And Phoebe takes the kids out of the school. As she does that, Joyce 
sees the kids coming out. She sees that Dominic is not there. Phoebe says, Arnold's going after him. And she's like, okay, well, I got to get in there and go after him. She's like, don't do it. Yeah, right. This woman is not going to stop. Yeah, good luck. She needs to find her son. He's in multiple levels of danger. She's going in and she goes, she goes straight in. Oh, someone else start talking. <laughs> well, then it, it it's Arnold like chasing through the hallways, gun drawn. And he's got his gun out. Yeah, gun drawn. He's walking through the hallways trying to find, uh, uh, you know, Crisp and, and Dominic. Don't they like duck into the nurse's office or like the... Yeah, they and they, they have yeah, some it's like some room he takes Crisp into, and or <laughs> Crisp takes Dominic into, and he's they just have like an intense and weird scene. Yeah, but it's, it's just like super intense. creepy because he's like, "I'm your dad. You don't know me, but I'm your dad." And like, she made you forget. Well, he first tries to dupe him. He's like, "I'm a fireman." He's like, "Where's your hat?" And, he, and he's like, oh, I can't fool my I can't even boy. fool my son. You're so smart, my boy. You're so smart, my boy. And the kid's like, what the fuck? Get me away and from this guy. <laughs> this guy sucks. And he's like, I'm your dad. And he's like, my dad's in France. And he's like, that's some lies she told you about me. She's telling you a lie. Like, he's losing his mind. Uh, and he's like, you're my boy. See, we got the same hands. And he's like holding the hands up. And it's just like, just very traumatizing and intense yeah it's super creepy he's starting to crack here thankfully dominic slips away though and he kind of he's like he starts to pursue dominic yes he starts running after dominic meanwhile phoebe is trying to get inside and the fire guys are like lady this building's on fire you can't go in she's like i'm a police officer he's she's like the guy's like you cannot go in okay i don't care go elsewhere you're not going in She's like, okay, well, I'm the school is huge, so I'm just going to run to another door and go in. <laughs> and as she does that, she pulls her gun out, and the mother uh, sees her running with her gun out, and like instantly just runs her over. <laughs> Phoebe takes a pretty hard tumble, man. She takes a hit here yeah. for sure. It looks looks like it hurts. Also, I guess nobody saw it. I mean, I'm sh- I know there's a big thing happening, but yeah. Well, it's kind of like I guess like the back where like you know everyone's like at exiting like the front of the school, and this kind of seems like it's like on the side or back or something like that. Um, right before this happens, though, Arnold's going through the hallways and he like kicks in one door, and there's like teenage couple like making, making out. out on the couches. He's like, "What are you doing? The building's on fire!" And uh, like, we thought it was oh, another the, drill. That's drill. a total teenage move, though. Like that's something like, "Oh, we just thought it was like another drill." Like, I mean, fire fire drill. Time to go make out. Let's go. I don't know about the make out thing, but I can't tell you any time in school when I heard the fire alarm or where I was like. Okay, like, yeah, like this might <laughs> like, be a real fire. Yeah. I was never afraid when I heard the fire. <laughs> yeah, the exact opposite effect they were going for. But yeah, that happens right before uh, she tries to get I think in. Dave, you got the video up. What's the sequence here? My notes are a little choppy because so it's uh, Joyce comes in and, Joyce comes and in. sees uh, sees Crisp and Dominic. Okay, uh, and he's like, "Oh, thank God, I needed you." He's like, "Cause how how the hell do I get out?" He says, "Like, how do I get out of here?" That's what it is. Okay, then they end up in the <laughs> locker room. I knew once we got yeah. to the locker room, I was good. I was just like, "How do we get from like what I said was the nurse's office to the to the locker room?" I, I love the thought of him like just like wandering these halls looking for an exit, and he just can't find one. And he's like, "What the hell is going on? How do I?" He sees her. He sees her. He's literally like, oh, thank God. Please tell me where the exit is. I can't figure this out. <laughs> uh, and uh, they they get into the locker room and 
uh, it's just, yeah, it's intense. This kid needs therapy, man, after all of this. Oh, he definitely will. He's screaming at Joyce, like, you made him forget me. You brainwashed him or whatever. And she's like, please just give me my son, you weirdo, and like, let us go live our lives. He ends up slapping Joyce. And that obviously distresses Dominic and Dominic's like, all right, fuck this guy. And really like yeah. makes a run for it. And, and then he's like doing this stuff where he's like, she made me do it. Yeah. I had to I, do it. I don't yeah. want to do it, Dominic. She made me do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Arnold comes in and he's got the gun, points the gun at Crisp and Crisp points the gun at Dominic. <sighs> that's what he, re- I mean, that's it. He was already off the rails. Now there's the like. The, the rails ch- weren't even... The rails are not there. Yeah, this thing is just tumbling down a cliff. Arnold's like, dude, he's not a hostage. He's your son. And the guy's... The, Crisp is literally like, I'm losing it. Uh, and and so Arnold's <laughs> like, not, okay, I'm, I'm putting the gun down. Don't shoot the kid. As he's doing that, he puts the gun down. And now Crisp is like, get your own family. And he goes to shoot at Arnold. And we get the hero of the day who never bites. So the moment is right. Ferret coming coming up close. He climbs all the way up and bites him on the neck. Crisp kind of drops his aim as he fires and it hits Arnold in the leg, who carries the momentum of his fall down to pick up his gun, picks it up and wastes him. (laughs) What I think is funny about that whole moment is like, I didn't remember much about this movie. But when they foreshadowed with the ferret, oh, he never bites. I was like, you remember oh, the bite? Yeah, that's right. The ferret's like, say, <laughs> uh, it just like triggered it for me. I was like, oh, okay, right. That's foreshadowing. It's that's good old ferret. So th- thank goodness gracious, Crisp is dead because uh, Arnold shoots him. Dude, this kid literally just had his father holding a gun to his head a second ago. Next and now second, his, his father away. blown away and lying yeah. dead behind him. Pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Uh, Joyce goes over and gets some. I mean, this kid's going to have problems and like needs. And a lot he of help, goes to a school where other kids are poisoning hamsters. <laughs> so <laughs> this uh, talking about penises. It's like therapy immediately for that. Yeah, this, yes. uh, this school needs some work. Please take care of this child, please. But it's not over. She uh, Joyce gets Dominic. She's holding him. So we should have noted Arnold took one. Arnold took a shot in the leg. Yes, I mentioned that. Oh, you did. Yes. All right, we'll cut Ar- that out. Arnold. <laughs> Arnold is wounded, um, and uh, you know, but he thinks things have you know at least resolved somewhat. As the mother walks in holding Phoebe's gun that she picked up off of mm. her after she ran her over, and she just shoots him like he's takes a full on shot to the chest. Here, he falls to the side. She comes in, follows up to him. Where's my grandson? He's like, I'm not, I'm not telling you. It's over. You're done. Your son is dead and you don't have the kid. Like, it's over. And she's like firing around his head. Where is he? He's not telling her. And this is where we get our uh, capital Phoebe moment. Capital P Phoebe? <laughs> Who's the actress's name? I feel really bad that I didn't. We haven't mentioned it for this whole time. So I think you mentioned it in the, in the beginning, though. No? Uh, no. Pamela Reed. This is where we get our capital P Phoebe Pamela Reed moment as she comes in with a baseball bat where who knows where she got it and beats the shit out of her with this bat. <laughs> it rolls. I misremembered the scene or I misremembered her her one liner because at the end and she says, ain't so tough without your car. 
yeah. for whatever reason, my remembered her adding bitch at the end of that. I totally thought, and it wouldn't fit the tone of this movie, no. but I thought she had said like, ain't so tough without your car, huh, bitch? <laughs> I think that would have been a better line, actually. <laughs> she wrecks her. She hits her on the arm. She hits her in the back. She just beats the crap. She hits her like five times. Yeah. Tosses awesome. a baseball bat. She's toast. Pro Phoebe. Pro Phoebe, for sure. Uh, and, uh, we go, we move now kind of into the into the epilogue. Yeah, for sure. Um, Arnold's out for the count. He's taken like one in the chest, one in the leg, lost probably a lot of blood. He's being carried out on a stretcher. It's very sad. All the kids are seeing Mr. Kimball be pulled out on a stretcher. One kid comes up and he's, are you all right, Mr. Kimball? <laughs> um, apparently. So funny enough, the, the guy who played that kid, it's kind of he's like has like a TikTok now, and he was on that Zoom I referenced, and he like his thing is he like he's been giving like little factoids about the movie, and I guess the original plan was, I think the story Zach's storyline was originally supposed to be that kid's storyline because the whole thing of him was supposed to just be um he would just his trauma manifested in the way that he would just say like this one word over and over again, which is like why during the Pledge of Allegiance scene if you look when it gets to him, his lips don't match at all. Like it looks totally wrong. Cause yeah, it's I just did like, see one kid that didn't match. Yeah. That's him. And then the idea was he was just going to say this one word over and over and over. And then Mr. Kimball would have broke out to him. And then this would have been the, where he says something else. He actually says something else. So that was why like that, they kind of zoom in on that kid. But then I guess I just decided to not use that. And then they just dubbed over all his lines and, but they kept the, are you all right, Mr. Kimball? It was good to leave it in because it just showed that, a, a breadth of these students, these children all cared for him. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And he connected Tender with moment. them all. Yeah. So it was a good moment for sure. And as the ambulance drives away, all of the kids kind of follow and mm-hmm. watch it drive into the distance. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I liked that. But hey, man, this is Arnold. He's going to, he's fine. He's good. He's in the oh, hospital. Yeah. Come on. He's not going to die from two measly bullets. Yeah. Here. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's in the hospital. Phoebe comes also, to. Also, uh, Crisp and uh, his mother better aim than. Victor Rosta and Red Heat. <laughs> very true. <laughs> very, very true. Uh, at least they got some damage on him. Uh, <laughs> uh, when he's in the hospital now and he's like being force fed Jello and he hates it. Um, but Phoebe comes to visit. She, I forget what exactly, what does she, she say She starts to him? eating his food. Well, she's well, like, yeah. oh, he doesn't want to eat that. He's a tough guy. Tough guys don't eat Jello. All I all I have written down for this scene is at one point she, he he says something to her, but she's just like, "You did good." No, I'm gonna kiss you, and yeah. gives her like a gives him like a real intense like a lips kiss. kiss. Yeah, that's what not I was like. like, it wasn't a, like a friendly, not like a top of the head kiss. Like yeah, a kiss, like, kiss. I was I, like, my, aren't you? My note en- says the kiss. <laughs> aren't you engaged? And I was just like, it's a little intense. And then speak. I aren't you engaged? The fiance, the fiance shows, shows up, shows yeah. up. Uh, and he's like, you know crashing into his broken leg and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and he's like, man, thanks for you got, you're awesome. And I hope you'll come, come to, to the, the wedding. wedding. And he's like, yeah, I wouldn't miss it for the world. And like, is it well. safe? Yeah. Is it safe from you? <laughs> and which he says like, well, where are we going to, or Phoebe says, where are we going to send the invitation? Uh, we send it back to California or are you sticking around in Astoria, bro? You're going to be a kindergarten teacher. Which, and he's sticking around as he walks back into the school with a whole leg cast and crutches, walks into the school, walks into his classroom. He says, I'm back, which is our Terminator callback, I guess. Right. <laughs> I yeah. think it's. Yeah, it yeah. Is, it's got to be. All the kids are cheering. 
who hears that he's back, Joyce comes running into the room. They embrace, they kiss. The kids lose their minds. Mr. Campbell. Do you the think one it's Miss Hagley in the background of the classroom? <laughs> <laughs> they brought her she back to for like, him. Oh, she's, the, she's the sub now. And then she gets the boot again when he decides to come back from the hospital. We get one more great line from the Doom kid where he says, uh-oh, they're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> this very last moment, I need, I, Dave, I need, your, I need your ruling here. Is this a capital A Arnold moment to take two bullets Come back, pick up your woman in a very flirtatious way, and spin her around the room while you're still in a cast. <laughs> I definitely noted that. I was like, he had <laughs> leg cast on, like walking with a cane, and uh, and took one in but, the shoulder, but like totally. <laughs> he took one in the shoulder. I'll get. I'll give it to him. I'll say All yes. Right. That's right. definitely got to be a capital A moment because there ain't many in this film. So <laughs> I think we're landing <laughs> <Yeah>. with three. <laughs> I think we have, but you know, so uh, you know. That's Kindergarten Cop, right? Yeah, yeah we, get our, we get our piano jingle to take us out. Yeah, nice. that's Kindergarten Cop. So I'll start here. I didn't have any like belly laugh moments. No like laugh out loud moments. Like in tw- Twins killed me a couple mm-hmm. times. Like absolutely floored <laughs> me with the humor sometimes. This movie did not have that yeah. for me. I th- nah. Some of it was very funny and clever. The kids are outstanding. The villains are really unfortunately could have been a lot better easily they're not good so that that brings it down a bit for me uh but all in all it's a just a really good movie very heartwarming satisfying fun movie still i would say that's that's where i land on it yeah i would agree that was my thoughts too i, I was like i had written down i was like well we just we just got past uh you know for whatever it was i was just ultimately charmed by this movie it was uh you know we just just got past Thanksgiving. Hanukkah just wrapped up. Christmas is coming up soon. It's the holidays. Feeling good. And this was just, you know, uh, just a an enjoyable, charming movie. Uh, you said it best with the, the kids are fun to watch. They're, they really have some really fun moments to shine. But ultimately, in terms of what tickled my funny bone a little bit more, twin, I, I think Twins gave me more gave me more like actual laughs. But on the whole, really enjoyed my time with this movie. Uh, and it was a uh, just a, a very heartwarming, uh, heartwarming movie. Yeah, I think it's it's an easy movie to watch, right? Like there's like you can just watch it and there's like like I, I could see with like twins, like it being a little more difficult to, for someone to watch. I think just because it's like a little more like weird and outlandish and kind of all over the place where this one's kind of like more of like a you know, kind of like set story and stuff like that. So it's it's easier to watch because of that. I think the couple problems with this one was just like, there wasn't a ton of like, you said, Mark, like really good humor, like stuff that I thought was like really cracking up. And then actually like, I think that last like hour, like, so it's like about a two hour movie, right? And about like the last hour or last 45 minutes of it, there's like no humor at all. Like, so you got like the first 20 minutes, no which humor, is like no humor. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And you have like the last like 45 minutes to an hour, there's, uh, there's no humor. So it's really just like, that little bit where he's like first being introduced to like, you know, the kindergarten class and everything. And then like, we talked a little bit about how like it's family movie, but not quite a family movie. So I feel like it, it, it's kind of like lost its way a little bit, you know, like, like it didn't really know what kind of movie it was trying to be. I landed more on it being a good drama movie more than a comedy 
Right. But I think it's like the way it presents itself. You're like, like yeah. kindergarten cop. You're like, oh, that's, yeah. And I'm sure if you were watching like the previews for this movie, it's like just like straight up making, you know, showing yeah. you the laughs. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just felt like it, it didn't, didn't land that way for me. And I, I think I actually enjoyed even though I like watching twins, I was like, what is this movie I'm watching right now? Um, I think like looking back on it now, I actually enjoyed that movie more because, because of how outlandish it was. And it's like, I get, you can have some satisfaction in the fact that like, Oh, this is like completely off the wall. And like, we're getting, you know, boner jokes where, <laughs> where, uh, you know, Arnold's ripping his shirt, uh, by flexing his bicep and stuff like that. So where you just didn't get those kind of like weird stuff. This is more like, it's like mainstream. It's like a mainstream movie where I think twins, like not so much. So, I mean, I think easy, easy to watch, but, if I had to pit it against, if we we're looking at like yeah. Arnold Ivan Reitman movies, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to go twins. Perfect. Yeah. I was going to ask you that. I was like, cause Mark and I are obviously going to save our ratings for the end, but I was going to, I was going to put you on the spot and Dave and say twins or kindergarten cops since you've been on both of these episodes. Oh yeah. I would say twins was, I think just like more fun. Like the, the duo between him and Danny DeVito is just so much better. I think than like anything you get like from that's my from thought is both of these movies the humor comes from juxtaposition mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm gonna I'm take Danny DeVito as, try, as as heartwarming and delightful as these kids are and funny as these kids are Danny DeVito is the master but they also <laughs> weren't in that the first bit of the movie and they True. weren't in like the big moments towards the end and stuff too so you know they only had their moment to shine and it was great but yeah. the, the, also twins does not have crisp oh <laughs> that's <laughs> an that. advantage <laughs> For sure. Well, I wanted to stay in that first twenty minutes of the movie. I wanted to. See- <laughs> I oh. want to see. I loved Arnold's look. I loved it, like cop. badassery with yeah. his shotgun. I wonder if he had the shotgun on the mall. Yeah, just like walking through, blowing up that <laughs> den of sin. I was. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I really liked that like first few minutes of the movie compared to. The rest of it. And like then at the last bit, I was like, oh man, this is just like, you know, all this guy, all this weirdo just trying to (laughs) get his kid, you know? Yeah. That is going to wrap this episode on Kindergarten Cop. This has been 10 Years of Arnold. If you're enjoying the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would be great. More importantly, please just let us know. We would make us feel better. And you can do that by emailing us at 10 years of Arnold at gmail.com. Don't forget to spell it out. That's T-E-N, yearsofarnold at gmail.com. If you're really enjoying the show and you wanted to give us a small tip, a small donation, we would so appreciate that. We set up a Ko-fi page at ko-fi.com slash 10 years of Arnold. Once again, please spell it out. K-O-F-I.com slash T-E-N, years of Arnold. We would be very grateful for any contribution. Our artwork is by Antonio Garcia. Music by John McMichael. Join us next week when we will discuss Terminator 2. Can't wait. We'll see you next week.